Welcome everyone to episode 4 of Mark Out of 10, the wrestling podcast where we talk, argue and justify our top 10 in a selection of wrestling topics, where opinions mean everything and nothing at the same time. Today's podcast we're talking through the top 10 women in wrestling, but first I'm the Scottish sweetheart, the podcast principal Shields and my co-host, the true originator of Stratisfaction Guaranteed, the pappy to Ripley's mammy, the housewife's favourite heel, Hoxie. How are we doing, Hoxie? <laughs> you said you were going to keep that one quiet. That's amazing. That is absolutely brilliant. I'm very well, mate. How are you? How are you yeah, doing? Not too How's bad, it going? Not too bad. That's, it's, that's, uh... That has popped me big time. <laughs> oh. right, I I'm aim to please. I'm going to be corpse. I'm going to be corpse in already. Have only been here? That's so 30 good. seconds. My cheeks are hurting. That's good, uh, shit. <laughs> good <laughs> shit. Good shit. Uh, yes, guys. Episode four of Market of Ten. So we are officially like uh, better than most podcasts because a lot of podcasts finish at um, episode three. So we're at episode four. So it doesn't matter what we do now. The only way is up. Um, what What was the stat you gave? This, you gave me the stat the other day. I'm trying to think uh, of the stat. Was it forty percent of podcasts? After this time, something like Three that. Episodes, yeah. Something? So I think I think 60? we're in I think we're in sixty percent of podcasts because forty percent of them like don't go past episode three. So yeah, there you go. That's, kudos to us, Hoxie. Kudos to us. I mean, we we do talk shit, and there's a lot of shit we can talk about. So you know, we're all good. It's it's always going to yeah, be a good thing. Exactly. Like I said, all we're doing now is doing what we would probably be doing anywhere, mm-hmm. just recording it and maybe putting a little bit more structure to it. But we do this shit anyway, right? Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. I guess if we're not WhatsApping each other or chatting on stream at Hawk Seven at Human Shields, which that sort of stuff, yeah, um, or just chatting on Discord or whatever, we'd be doing this anyway. So you might as well put it into the annals of time, as you say, and and let other people listen and agree or disagree. That's it, hundred yeah. percent, because that's what wrestling's all about, right? Yeah, we. Uh, yeah. So once again, guys, a massive thank you to everybody who who takes the time to listen to these podcasts. I mean, they're, they're quite substantial, right? It's somewhere between like two and two and a half hours. Um, we we do hope you enjoy listening to them as much as we enjoy making them because it is actually like uh it's like a highlight of my week. I look forward to it, um, especially like doing the little <laughs> introductions to, for Hoxie. You know, I, I think about that more than I think about my list sometimes. <laughs> Um, as I say, if you do enjoy the podcast, make sure you do share it to someone else. Uh, spread the love. It's all about spreading the love, people. Okay. Um, you know, stuff like the five star ratings, likes, and subs on YouTube, they're always appreciated. Um, and as I say, if you want to comment and feedback at all, wrestlemark10 at gmail.com or you can tweet us at mark underscore out of 10 as well. We always want to hear it. We've had loads of different people, uh, especially on YouTube. There was like three or four people gave their lists on YouTube. I'm not going to. Um, go through their list, but if if you want to see other people's lists, then please go into our YouTube channel and check out some of them. Um, yeah. Uh, also, what I want to do is I, I want I want to actually ask the audience for a bit of help here. So I peek behind the curtain of Mark out of ten. Hoxie and I we record this podcast through like Discord via OBS. Basically, I record it from one end. Um, it's probably not the most optimal. In fact, it's definitely not the most optimal way no. of doing it. No, um, no, no, no. <laughs> so if we. <laughs> I think we realised that after listening back to last week's episode where, for some reason, I just kept dropping in and out, which is very frustrating, very frustrating. So I'm sorry about that, guys. No, no, it's it's fine. I I was not downloading any manga porn at the time, I promise you. I promise I was already downloaded. I was already (laughs) downloaded, exactly, yeah. 
yeah, so basically, if there are any like audio or tech gurus out there, um, please help us out. Give us suggestions how to make it a bit more optimal. Um, that would be greatly appreciated. And also, Hoxie, I'm trying to get the video recording things th- sorted as well. It may take a few episodes, but we'll get there eventually, and people will see your lovely faces, and it means we'll actually yeah. need to scrub scrub up a little bit when we're. Oh God, I might need to have like a shave or a trim or something just to make myself look semi presentable. <laughs> You're a beautiful individual, Hoxie. It's fine. Uh, right. So before we get fired into the women of rest, well, well we can't, can't say that. Can I? Can't. We can't get fired in. <laughs> Um, before we start discussing the top ten women of wrestling, ah shit, yeah. So as, as ever, we made it five minutes. <laughs> oh no! Oh, oh no, <laughs> this no, could be no, the no, last no, episode. No, no. We made it in the sixty percent. Not going to get to episode five. Uh, yeah, but as ever on Market at Ten, we usually do a bit of wrestling news um, in the industry just now and. I selected it this week because I think it's it's quite important and I think it's quite relevant just now because we do have a brand new WWE US champion. The Maverick Logan Paul defeating the awesome, the Hall of Famer, Rey Mysterio in Saudi Arabia. What's your thoughts there, Hoxie? I think it's absolutely brilliant. I think it's a great thing. Um, we we've touched on this a couple of times in passing, haven't we? When we were chatting yep. about this in the last couple of episodes, where um, Logan Paul is like one of the best people like ever to just pick it up, Unbelievable. literally just like like that. He's amazing. He's he's built for this stuff. Yeah, I know he's he's making billions and billions of dollars doing whatever else he wants to do, but. It's just unbelievable how good this kid is. It, it fascinates me. I love, like, like we know, we obviously I explained, I am a wrestler. I've been doing this for nearly 14 years, maybe even 14 years now. And I've trained uh, pro wrestlers. Um, I, I coach a, a pro wrestling trainer for about seven of those years, six of those years. And I deal with people every day of different abuse and different, different sort of skill sets or whatever. I obviously I'm not comparing myself to this to this level, but I've never seen anybody like it. The guy's incredible. He's incredible. The matches he he's had like the the spots obviously he's done with Ricochet, um, the match he had with Seth Rollins at WrestleMania, the match he had with Roman. with uh, Reigns. Like if you're you're the you're the boss of WWE, you've got your champ. Like he is the guy right now. Um, he's had the title forever and a day I can't remember. Like he could have wrestled anybody, and he would have been involved in that conversation, no doubt about it. They were like, "Okay, well, it's it's Saudi Arabia show. Who do you want to wrestle? What what should we do? Bloody bloody blah." And Logan Logan Paul got the nod for that. That's a big thing. Even I would say that's probably bigger than him winning this championship. It is to get that nod to have that match, that that main event sort of match with Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm. Um, but like it, it, it's, it, I think it's a great thing. It's, it just goes to show what sort of what they have in him. Yep. It goes to show what respect the boys and the guys have with what he's done, the ability he has, and what he's actually put into this as well. Because I can, I guarantee there is no way in hell Rey Mysterio would have agreed to drop in the belt to him if he was like some, I don't know, if it was. Somebody like fucking 
I'm trying to think of like Vince Russo or some shit like it's happened in the back in the past or whatever. There's no way Rey Mysterio is going to drop a title to a bum. You know what I mean? It's not going to happen. It's not yeah. going to happen. I, I, um, yeah. I haven't watched the match. I haven't had a chance to watch um, the pay per view yet, which is it's rubbish. I've heard mixed reviews. I'll put it that way. But that's one of the matches that I wanted to watch 100%. I haven't had a chance to watch it yet, but from what I've heard and like little snippets that I've seen, it was it was decent and. I said, Logan can go, man. He can go, right? It's yeah. crazy. It's crazy. Well, I mean, um, food, food for yeah. thought. What we could do is we could make that Saudi show as something that we do our first sort of, not watch along, but we could do our first like um, mark out of 10 pay-per-view edition. Pay-per-view go through edition. It. Yeah, that works and, for me. And what, what that could be, that could be a, like an additional bonus episode or something like that. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that o- uh, offline. But um, yeah, yeah in, in terms of the Logan Paul thing, I, I think it's a phenomenal, phenomenal thing that's happened. You know, he's had five matches and every single one of those matches, he gets better and better mm-hmm. and better. Um, you know, the tag match with Miz against Ray and Dominic, you know, Solid match for his first one. I think the the, the stage and the he was occasion, the standout in that match. 100%. He was the standout in that match. Yeah, the occasion yeah, didn't yeah, get yeah. to him at all. Um, and then it was the singles match against the Miz. And you know, I think Miz gets shit shit on a lot. You know, I think he's a solid he hand. He, you know, I think he's he's very underrated. You know, I think a lot of people still think to him as being the the guy from reality TV, but he is a veteran. You know, he, he knows what he's doing in the ring. He's he's fairly yep. safe. He's he's a reliable hand. And again, Logan excelled in that arena. Then it went went to um was it, was it Roman first or was it Seth? Was it Seth first? Regardless, it Seth. Seth and Roman. Yeah, wasn't Seth it? and then Roman. Yeah, yeah. Seth yeah. match was insane. Roman match was insane. And by all accounts, this match was excellent as well. And I, I've only, I haven't seen the entire match, but I have seen a clip of it, and he legitimately saves Rey Mysterio. There, there's a, there's a bah, bah, right, okay, okay, go on, go on. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Again, I, I, from from a wrestler, you, you're going to tell me I'm wrong, which is absolutely fine. Yes. We haven't even got to the list, and yeah. I'm going to be told he's wrong. <laughs> now, I do know that his positioning wasn't great. I can see that for myself, but the way he recovered from that, I thought. For a guy that's only had five matches, you've got to give him kudos for that, surely. Okay, over to you. Here we go. Okay, so he should never have ever put Ray in that position in the first place. So, like, if we, we talk about, I've just been putting him over for the last, like, or whatever, five minutes. Like, I, I think he's absolutely phenomenal. But that shows his, it's probably his greenness more than anything. Um, he should never ever have put Ray in that position. His position, we, we, I focus on ring position a lot, and I and I really really stress that that the fundamentals of of professional race wrestling are, are not necessarily the the moves. There's there's fundamental moves, but there's also ring awareness and ring positioning and and knowing where to put yourself to give and take stuff. So that's a really really big important part of it. When I, I've seen that spot. I saw a lot of people on on um, on Twitter X whatever um, at Mark out of ten game whatever. So basically saying like, oh, Logan Paul's just saved his life. Blah blah blah. No, he, he put his life in danger more than anything by not being in the right spot to catch him. So um, was it was it like was, a yard too further back or he got there? He got there in the end. Um, 
he got into the position, but he was he was probably half a step off. Um, and like I said, he needed to to get closer. Um, Ray Ray's not going to fuck up. So like his springboard, like off the ropes or whatever, he's not going to short that at all. Um, it was just Logan being half a step off, and for a spot like that, half a step might as well be like three miles, if you know what I mean. But he got right, there. Okay. He got there. Um, but Ray, if you look at if you sort of look at Ray's position when Logan catches him, hands down, he had his hands above his head and stuff. He would have been okay. Um, it would have looked shit, but he wouldn't have broke his neck or anything like that. He protected himself on the spot. He managed to get himself right over, if you know what I mean. It was almost like a sort of a moonsault kind of situation. But Logan did get there in the end and, and caught him just, mm-hmm. but he was the one that fucked the spot up. It wasn't Ray. It was okay. Logan not being in the right spot. See, and that that goes to show the experience of being in the ring, as opposed to me who just watches the thing, has never taken a bump yeah, in his you've life. You've got to, you've got to get there. You've got to, you've got to get there for the guy. That True. it's all on you. It's all on the person who's going to catch. It's really important. One of the main reasons why I nearly went off on Riordan last week is for him being dangerous and stuff. Is he's one of those guys who, who, who sort of protects himself more than he protects the other guys in a lot of the spots. Yeah, there's a couple of instances that I can go to, and being able, being there to catch to. Catch body is vital it's massive you if you could you, there's lots of um images on the internet or slow-mos of spots of like guys doing house show dives or doing fucking whatever like dives over the rope from the top to the outside you always look at the other guy on the floor and they've always got their arms up or their arms out ready to catch and everyone says oh you can tell it's fake or whatever like, well yeah someone's jumping from 20 feet in the yeah, catch them. You know what I mean? It's yeah. the guys who haven't got the arms up, the people you need to worry about. But yeah. But just aside, as an aside, um, that's one thing out of lots and lots of things that he's done right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um the that that's still in him and Reigns, where Reigns is like getting ready to do that uppercut and Logan Paul's in the air like fifteen feet in the air coming off yeah. the ropes at the, at the Saudi show. That's like somewhat off like Tekken or fucking Mortal Kombat or something. <laughs> it's an insane, insane spot and an insane image. And I think if there's, he's got a lot, obviously a long way to go. He's only what? He's in his late twenties, maybe thirty, yeah, something like that. Not even that. He's got a long way to go if he wants to stick at it. Um, but in terms of like a, an image that's going to be a lasting image, that's going to be the one. It's crazy. Like he's he's so good. I hate him. Frick. <laughs> He's, oh, 20, so he's 28. 20, 28 years old. Bastard. That's insane, right? Logan, all I hate you, bastard. <laughs> so, I, I mean, what I, really, what I really like about Logan, right, and I, I never ever thought I would say that, like, after the, like, few years ago, it's like, the thing I really like about Logan Paul, right, is the <clears> fact <throat> that in wrestling, you love, like, a redemption arc. And I think Logan Paul has went full circle in terms of, I, I don't know if the wrestling audience know about Logan Paul, social media star, he went through a whole lot of shit in terms of, um, we'll just say Japanese forest, and, and, and we'll call it that. Um, he, he went through really a bad period in terms of his social media presence, and etc. And I think this is just... His growth as a person has actually been really, really cool, and it, it's that cool redemption arc that we really like. Now, the fact he's a heel is neither here nor there, but I just like that. I think he, he is a true athlete. You know, it's like Shelton Benjamin vibes in terms of athleticism. 
I, I, don't yeah. know, I, don't, I don't know why that comes to my head straight away, but um, I, I mean, the next question I've got for you is, so what's next for Logan Paul? So he's five matches in, he's US champion. Is that sky's is, the limit, is basically mate. sky's the limit, yeah, in terms of yeah. how much does sky's he want? Yeah, it's it, how, how much he wants to do it. Um, I think he's, I, I genuinely think by the, by the way he's being used and what's and what's gone on, the only people who will be annoyed with him is the guys who are jealous. He has definitely got the respect of the boys, 100%. You can tell by the way everyone works with him and what they do. Um, the sky's the limit. He he could he can do whatever he wants. He literally could do whatever he wants. Whether I see him with a, a WWE title, I don't know. Could you see him with the world, with the WWF Wrestling heavyweight championship, the, the the secondary belt. You know what I mean? That the weird one that Seth's got. I don't see him being the undisputed or the big belt boy, but I could see him running something like that if he really wanted to. The guy, the guy can go and and he'll get himself over. Like he's got, he's got natural heel heat with yep. a lot of people, um, and it's not go away heat. Like he he could he can be a prick and people will believe it. Um, it's a social media yeah, age, though, right? It's a content creator yes. thing. Okay, it's like he is—he's got a natural he ability. He knows how to connect. He knows how to be in yeah. front of a camera. And in today's wrestling, that's what's important. He can speak. He can speak yeah. better than fucking ninety percent of the the roster. Mm -hmm. I, mm -hmm. And I'm talking about the roster of wrestling, not just WWE. Um, there's very few that I could think could probably beat him on the mic in terms of just being that natural heel heat. Um, but yeah, it's a. It, it's really exciting. I think the ideal thing that could happen, and for me this is sort of a booking hat on, I imagine Gunter vacating the Intercontinental Champion, so he's an undefeated Intercontinental Champion, challenging Seth Rollins for the World Heavyweight title. Logan Paul wins the Intercontinental title and he's US and Intercontinental title holders at the same time. I reckon he can do both. It's interesting. I, I, I don't know why. That's I, I, just... It's a booking thing in my head because that would mm -hmm. elevate Gunther into the world uh, the world title picture where, where he should be because he yes. is phenomenal. Um, yes, probably would, the best right now, I would say. Yeah, yeah, I would say so. Um, it would give Seth Rollins a legitimate contender who could put him out of action so he can recover from the niggling injuries he's got. Like he's he's got well documented back injuries, and it would give. Logan a platform and I think inter for me Intercontinental Champion is probably as high as he would go. I don't think he'll get yeah. the big big title but I think he could be a really good Intercontinental Champion and you know then the, you can think of the different feuds he's got there. He, he could have, I mean he's still got the Miz I think Miz is a, a, an excellent talent as I've said before. He's got You can he, put the Miz in anywhere at any time yeah. he's, he's, um, he's literally like the, just a plug-in guy isn't he? You can, you can do anything he wants at yeah, any time you know, a Pete Dunn, you've got. Um, I, I think a Pete Dunn and Logan, I think, could be really, really interesting. I think if, if you look at Rick, you could you, you could, could put Ricochet. Ricochet. Yeah, Nakamura. Yeah, like... That'd be nice. That'd be fun. That'd be a fun match to have. Um, so yeah, yeah, I think Sky. Chad Gable. Oh, Chad, Chad Gable. Fucking hell. Um, that'll be really, really interesting. So that that's what's next for Logan. Interestingly enough, what's next for Rey Mysterio? So he's lost the, the US title. He's already mm -hmm. a Hall of Famer. He's, his legacy is cemented in terms of being one of the best ever. Yeah? Definitely the best luchador ever, but legitimately yeah, one of the best wrestler ever. Close. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. What's next yeah. for him? Is it is he now on the downward curve in terms of his retirement? Is he going to feud with members of the LWO? What what, what do you foresee? Well, this this is this is what the WWE do, um, and for better or for worse, they 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 see that shelf life of, of they only do it with certain people. And it's always the people that everybody loves most of the time. <laughs> like they'll they'll have fucking Goldberg or whatever come back at like fifty something or whatever and win everything under the sun. But they'll 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 shit on a forty two year old Rey Mysterio or whatever it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? I just think I, I it wouldn't surprise me. So it wouldn't surprise me. Sort of just mills about, does what he needs to do, keep his boy there and keep his boy in the picture and help him out and all that sort of stuff, which is absolutely bang on like it's a commendable thing to do it's probably where he is now in terms of what he does but it wouldn't surprise me if i don't know when he's when his contract's up like i wouldn't even i wouldn't even know like but it wouldn't surprise me if he'd done a if he'd done a run in in aw genuinely like i know i i don't want to shit on aw at the same time i will shit on aw like i don't want to but sometimes i feel i have to it is slowly in a little bit of a WCW kind of situation that WWE light where everybody goes to sort of yeah, yeah. <laughs> to the, goes to the woodshed sort of thing. Like um I know a couple of the guys have got some run, but if you look at all the all the best stuff in a, in AW at the minute, it's all ex WWE guys, really. Um it wouldn't surprise me if he went somebody somewhere like there to have like a last big run. Um don't know. I don't know, but it's one of them. But he's He's never going to be the guy anymore in the WWE. Yeah. They've they've got way too many people there, and they've got way too much stuff going on. And he's yesterday's news, if you know what I mean. He yeah. isn't for me, for me, but to them, he is like the way they would put him over. But like, it's, it's Rey Mysterio, mate. He can do whatever the fuck he wants. He he could go away, come back three months, have a have a feud with somebody, put them over, or whatever. Like, he's a made man, isn't he? He's just he's one of those guys. You can you can do whatever he wants. They can do whatever yeah. they want with him. He's the Latino um, cash cow. I mean, until he stops selling merch, he's they're never getting rid he's of. He's always, him. yeah. Till till those masks stop going off the shelf, they're gonna. I mean, he's he's not going anywhere. But yeah. he can do what the fuck he wants, mate. He can do whatever he wants, and and that's Brave a good position. To Mysterio. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so that is the news within the wrestling industry today. That's, that's quite a, a good wee section we've got there, Hawks. That's quite good. I like it. Like yeah, we went we went quite deep there. We, we went quite deep. I didn't think we'd spend as much time on that, but you're very good with the questioning, aren't you, Shields? You you like you like line you line them up, and I'll try my hardest to knock them down, and we'll get some conversation well, going. I love it. I, I'm I'm going to admit something. I, I do enjoy this sort of broadcasting thing. I, 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 I you're like very it. good at it, Shields. You're I'm very right. good at it. Cheers, yeah, Roxy. Very Thanks. good. Okay, okay. Nobody That's else will. I will. Don't That's you it. Yeah. All right, okay, let's get started with our top 10 then. Best female wrestlers in the business. It could be from today's era to the days gone by. Uh, I think there have been... I'm actually quite surprised at the number of women that actually came into... That sounds really Yes, <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? I'm really surprised yeah. at the amount of women wrestlers that... I, I thought my list would have been really hard to fill. But for me, I actually had more... And more added, there's like they've got a legitimate shout, they've got a legitimate shout. So there will be people that I've eliminated that potentially could be on your list that could be a good discussion moving forward. So 
uh, yeah, th there's been a whole huge number of women that have managed to get themselves over and made a huge name for themselves. It could be women that have managed their way to success as well. You know, all will be revealed in our lists coming up, our top 10 lists. Uh, Hoxie, how about you go first this week? You're you, I was going to say you went, you went first last week, didn't you? So yep. I think we'll take it in turn. So um, I, I'll, I'll, I'm in the same uh, same boat as you, mate. I thought like, oh, God. I want to really struggle with this. As soon as I started like thinking and writing stuff down, they just flew out. Yep. And I found myself in not the same situation as I was last week, but I found myself in a position where I was like, shit, I need to get some people off this list that I don't really want. Yep. Um, I did want to put Rhea Ripley down here 10 times, <laughs> but I was doing it 100% for the wrong reasons. Um, I'll be, I'm going to let you into a little secret. I'm going to go early with this. She didn't make it onto my list. At yep. all in in anywhere, um, but I guarantee probably in five years' time she will be number one. Um, but that's by the by. Uh, there's no honourable mention there or anything like that. I'm just putting that out the yeah, way. She's, she's, away. she's not. She's not my list either. She's, she's not she, there was, yet. she was close, but and I agree with you. It's she's probably five years yet. too early for her. Oh, she's she is incredible though. I'm going to give not an honourable mention. I'm just going to give a mention to Rhea Ripley. You keep. Doing you, hun, and you will be the first lady to trans transcend wrestling and just be worldwide star. Anyway, um, my number ten is Wendy Richter. She is Hall of Famer, um, AWA uh, World Wrestling Council champion, uh, WWF champ, obviously, mm -hmm. uh, NWA Women's Tag Team uh, Tag Team champion as well. So. She was everywhere. She was in the territories. She was on main event TV. She was in, like, you know what I mean? Obviously, AWA, all over the place, just doing, like, mad stuff. She was probably one of the most popular uh, women's wrestlers of, of all. You've probably got to sort of think about it in that situation. Um, there's My list is, is a very varied list for lots and lots of different reasons. It's not, like it's not necessarily championships or anything like that. So I found it quite hard to pinpoint my top 10, but she definitely made it into here. Um, she sort of made women's wrestling really in the eighties as sort of like a, like a popular thing. Um, made it she sexy. had, she made it, made it sexy. There we go. So she was the 150 pound of twisted steel and sex appeal, <laughs> which I just think is one of, the best taglines for any wrestler in history. It's incredible. Um, she obviously had really, really storied championship matches with the Fabius Moolah. They drew really big ratings. There's a mm -hmm. 1984 match, which was like a huge rating at the time, massive rating at the time. Um, she was part of that rock and wrestling movement yeah. with Cindy, Cindy Lauper. Um, which obviously we know just tra like you I mean it, it transformed the wrestling business. It, it turned it from from wrestling halls and you mean smoky rooms with no lights to TV and Muhammad Ali and all this sort of stuff. You know what I mean? It mm. changed the business. Um, she won the, uh, the title at. And this is a big thing. We've got to think about what women's wrestling was. And we really, to be fair, we've got to think about what women's wrestling is perceived to be now still mm -hmm. as like that sort of, oh, this is where I can go and get my popcorn or get my drink or go to the toilet or whatever. Like 
people are still in that mindset, um, I think that's obviously just a horrendous mindset to be in. I think it's ridiculous. Um, she won the title at, at WrestleMania 1, the first WrestleMania. Mm -hmm. You cannot sort of sleep on, on that as a as a quite a big thing, a quite a big stat, a quite a big fact or whatever. I don't know which mm -hmm. way you want to put it. She, to go from women's wrestling was, so you, when you had a poster back in the day, you'd have your wrestling posters or your wrestling programs or whatever, you would have Hulk Hogan versus Andre the Giant, Roddy Piper versus Macho Man, blah, 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 blah. And then you'd have featuring also women and the midgets. Or you, you know what I mean? That's what wrestling used to be. Yep. Like they were an afterthought. They were like the, it was the circus act. It was like, oh, well, we need to get them on or if, they, if they're going to be there or whatever. For her to win a title, to have a featured match and win a title at a wrestle at the first WrestleMania, is a huge thing. It's a huge thing, and I guess she's just she was one of the most popular wrestlers, women's wrestlers of of the eighties, and she made a huge difference. She made a massive difference with women's wrestling. That's still that's still sort of lingering today. Really, um, she was probably one of the first people. I would say she was probably Genesis to the women's wrestling movement in 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 the world back at that eighties and it it just goes to show we're talking about the nineteen eighties, it's whatever it is, thirty five, yeah. forty years ago or whatever. That was the genesis of the change, which is still going now. So for my for for me, she she had to get on the list. There's 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 better workers, there's other people, there's more personality, there's whatever later on in my list, but I I couldn't not have her on, on my list. So Wendy Richter is my number ten. Interesting, an inter an interesting starting point. Number ten. Um, she she's not on my list. Um, she's one of the she's one of them I considered, but she was one of the yep. very early ones to to go off the list. Off. Yeah, That's interesting. and and it, and again, it's it's for no real reason. It's just again, it, it's down to. It's down to connection and how they make you feel, um, but that's just a, a side way. Um, but no, there's, there, I don't know. There's, there's, there's people on the list that I think when you think of women's wrestling, um, probably comes into people's heads faster than Wendy Richter. Um, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll soon see. Um, I mean, a fair shout, like you say, WrestleMania one. Uh, you, you've got to be in order to get put over at that event. You know, the the now you've got to be a big deal. You've got to be a big deal, hundred percent. Yeah, yep. um, interesting. interesting. That's stuff. that's really interesting that she hasn't made it on your list because I I think she's. I'm trying to think of the words and I can't think of the word. And it was on my tongue. Uh, pioneer. You make lots of people. Oh, she's a pioneer of women's wrestling, or he's a pioneer of wrestling, or whatever. I genuinely think she is like one of the foundational pioneers of of the popular of women. Very surprised she's not on your list. <laughs> I would agree, yes, right. She she was definitely a pioneer, but mm -hmm. for me to be a true pioneer, you need to. If we go back to what you said near the beginning, right? Women wrestling is the toilet break. That's the mentality for wrestling fans or some wrestling fans, okay? And now it's not her fault, okay? But if she was a true <laughs> pioneer, why? Mm. You know what I'm trying to say. Why? Why didn't? Why didn't that attitude disappear, or why did that attitude ever come to fruition in terms of it's the toilet break? 
Now, there's obviously there, there are reasons why that happened. There's I'm way sure more to it than that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's, but way, you know I mean? there's way I'm, more I'm, to it than than Wendy Richter for that. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. It's just I, yeah. I think that that's the sort of mental model I've got in my head here. But again, I'm I'm not disagreeing with you. I think, okay. as I say, she was in my wider list. It's just she was taken off. Short. I, I I I understand. <laughs> yeah, I understand. I understand. I understand where you're coming from. Fine. Okay, we would we were joking at the start of this, thinking like, oh, like, are we gonna fall out or whatever? Like, I've, we've literally gone one in. We haven't fallen out, but it's like, what? What the hell? Like, you know what I mean, it's yeah, that's quite funny. That's quite funny. Okay, so man number ten is I'm going more recent, and it's the Glamazon Beth Phoenix. Okay. Okay, I think that Beth reinvented what a woman could do within the WWE environment, okay? You had the likes of your Trish Stratus, you had your likes of your Lita, who had the who, who brought eyes to the product of women's wrestling, okay? But what Beth did, she took that proverbial ball and she just ran with it, you know? She was a three-times WWE women's champion. She was a one-time Divas champ, um, so four times overall. She is a Hall of Famer. She's married to one of the best ever in Edge, okay? Great in-ring talent. She's got memorable bits within women's wrestling in WWE. I mean, uh, Judgment Day, she was in a triple threat match with Melina and Mickey James, and she picked both of them up at the same time and did a double torture rack. Now, I don't care, I don't care who you are. Lifting two <laughs> actual human bodies on your shoulders and doing a torture rack, that's fucking <clears throat> strong, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't even think I could do, I couldn't lift like Mickey James and Melina on my shoulders and give them a torture rack. You know, that's that's what, it's just something that sort of transcends like what you think a women's wrestler is. Um, You know, for all that she was a badass in the ring, she and she was, you then flip side of the coin, she shows a different side of her personality. She did the comedic stuff with like Santino Marella. You know, she was Glamorella and, like, you know, the backstage bits with John Cena, like, trying not to pop in the background as, like, Santino is just like, John Cena, you know, it's just shit like that. <laughs> it just shows a different sort of face of um, uh, Beth Phoenix. And then she obviously went away, she retired. Um, she came back to do commentary in NXT, and her commentary work was, wasn't great, but it was solid enough, you know, it... It's an ideal sort of stomping ground for her in terms of, you know, it's a developmental brand in inverted commas. So why shouldn't the commentators develop as well? And I thought she was a solid hand doing the commentary. Um, And then obviously she came back as well. When Edge returned, she came back, she has her second run and it was just as good as her first. She came back as a, she just looks like a, a Viking warrior in that second run, right? Like just absolute animal, I think. Great worker, great personality and and from all accounts apparently she's she's brilliant backstage she's like takes time to speak to like the younger talent she's very approachable etc so yeah for me i think just again it, it all comes down to impact in the business easily a top 10 pick and yeah so my 10 is beth phoenix that's interesting mate because she she didn't even make it on my like wow my fucking tertiary list um i'll go. be honest with you like i i you forgot. So really bad. I forgot about her, really. To be fair, and that's probably says enough. Like, I get what you're saying. Like, I know she, she, she was a like a big 
a big deal with what she does and I, I appreciate her as a worker. She was probably about ten years time. I think yeah. if she came around if she came around now or whatever, five years ago or something like that, she'd be she'd be a way big way more bigger deal than she is. She was in that sort of she was really entrenched in that divas mm. era, wasn't she? So um she helped get a lot of guys over a lot of guys, a lot of guys, quote unquote. Um, a lot of people over definitely. So it was, um, yeah, like I don't know. She just didn't. Yeah, I, interesting. I, I like her. I like her husband more than I like her. Clearly, so yeah, it's one of them. <laughs> oh, so harsh. Um, <laughs> but but again, you know, it, it is what it is. We all have our opinions. I mean, mine's might be right, yours might be wrong, but that's just by the by. We'll we'll ca- carry on. Um, okay, so moving on to man number nine. Then um, we're going old school this time. And I think when you talk about top women wrestlers, and we touched upon our last... That sounds really wrong. We t- <laughs> we spoke about her um, last week in the tag team division, and it's Mae Young. I think when you think of female wrestlers, Mae Young, I think... The way I was going through this list is a case of, if you spoke to very like family fortunes here, is if you spoke to 100 people of the public and you said to them, name a women's wrestler, I think that Mae Young would come up. She was a three-time world champion, and but, you know, it's not championship reigns like you said before. I think her name is synonymous with the world of wrestling, and it always will be. Known as the pioneer, I know you, you mentioned that with uh, Richter, it's um, Mae Young as a true pioneer for wrestling, you know, but when you first consider when she was originally active, 1939, that's... 30 odd, yeah. You know, it's <laughs> yeah. like, that in itself is like, up until uh, when she like passed away, you've got to say like fair play to you, you know. I mean, you think of me young, you think of like the friendship, especially again, we weren't around surprisingly in 1939. Um, we only saw me young in, in the sort of the twilight of her career, yeah, in terms of coming back, the cheap pop, you know, the, the Dudley's types stuff, friendship with Fabulous Moolah. Again, if you think about our running the 90s during the Attitude Era, like getting powerbombed through tables. Um, you know, we, we again, we spoke about that in the tag team episode. If you haven't listened to the tag team episode, last episode, give it a listen. Go back and um, listen. Exactly. Episode three. Um, and, you know, just this, the story of, like, or saying to Bubba Ray, fucking, essentially, treat me like one of the boys. Like, don't pull your punches, just, just give me it. I mean, granted, there were certain things that she did, um on Attitude Era TV, like, giving birth to a hand, courtesy of, like, sexual chocolate Mark Henry. I mean, um, that was really bizarre. Um, And bizarre, I mean, fucking horrendous, and should never be shown on TV ever again. Um, But, you know, again, it's not a nice moment, but it's a memorable moment when you think of Mae Young. Um, And I think, yeah, she she clearly loved the wrestling business to, to still be doing it to her age when she did it until she passed away. She had to be on my list. It's probably more of a nostalgia pop for me there. It's just, bless her. <laughs> you know, she's got to be on the list. Do you know what, mate? Like, she was she was a toss-up for me. I, I, I'll tell you now, she's not on. She's not right, on okay, fair enough. She's not here. And it's not through, like, oh, God, I don't want her on my list or whatever. I just... <sighs> Without giving too much away, there was somebody else that I would put on rather than her, basically. Okay. But I, I can't disagree. Um, any 
I, I can't disagree with with the reasons why you've put her on here. Like she's genuinely a legend. Like 100%. a lot of people, like, oh, legend gets battered around quite a lot, doesn't it? Like, oh, yeah, you're such a legend or whatever. Like she, she really is. Um, the fact, my favourite May Young story is from she done the she done the Bronco Buster on Eric Bischoff on a on a Monday Night Raw episode. Yep, and as a joke. <laughs> it was Bruce Pritchard and it might have even been Pat Patterson at the time or whatever. They were like, we need to pull a rib on, on Eric. Like, what can we do? Like, is there anything that you can do or whatever? And she was like, yeah, I'll, I'll put some, some songs and mackerel and stuff down my trousers and down my pants. when I do the, <laughs> the Bronco Buster. No way. So she's, yeah. <laughs> so she's, She's gone out there knowing. Obviously, Eric doesn't have a clue. He no no idea whatsoever. Just take a champ and he's doing the Bronco Buster on him in the corner with stance. Like, obviously, the smile is is very uh, strong Horrendous. and pungent. <laughs> and he's just like he and he he know he know sold it. Like even Bruce says, I I think he's an interviewer or whatever. And I think Eric's picked up on it as well. He, Eric was like, I ain't fucking selling that shit. If I sell that shit, they'll do it again and again. They'll find any reason to do shit yep. to me. And Bruce was like, look, he, he came back and just, yeah, thanks. <laughs> thanks, May. Like, wicked. Shuker see you later. See you next week or whatever. <laughs> like, just an amazing story. Yeah, she was she was bang up for it. Like, she was around for a long time. You know, obviously she was around for, a, she was in the business for a long time. She was, and this is not meant disrespectful. She was one of the boys, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, she yeah. was, she was banging there. She was right in there with everybody, and she she was up for a rib. Like at that time, she would she would have been in her seventies easily, probably even like maybe her eighties at the time yeah. when she was doing that. And like, yeah, fair play, fair play, May. You crack on, girl. Brilliant. Yep. Yeah, fair dues, May. Like, say she's not on mine, but I'm, we're not going to fall out about that. Not at all. I say the lists could have been totally different as well like as we said in previous podcasts i think our lists if we did them tomorrow they'd probably be slightly different again so i mean yeah i'm i don't imagine we're going to have much of the same people on the lists but i don't think our arguments are going to be too visceral okay hoxie you're number nine my number nine is gail kim um she is quite possibly one of the most underrated women's wrestlers of all time. Um, I've always held her in very, very, very high regard. Obviously, one of the reasons why she made it onto the list. She is... I mean, she's seven times TNA knockout champion. Yep. Uh, I think she was the first knockout champion as well. So she was yep. the first sort of women's uh, champion in, in TNA. Um, when she went to the WWE, she won the WWE Women's Championship in her first match. Yep. She was like, which is just, when you think about that, what, what happens within wrestling and what happens within in the WWE, that is huge. That's, that's a, it's a phenomenal stat. Um, she single-handedly built the TNA knockouts division or at least kept it to a, a very, very, very high standard ar- around that time with with some of the matches she had with like guys like the beautiful people like Angelina Love and and, and those sort of guys like they were all right they were they were decent but when they were in the ring with her it was the next level she she got the best out of every single person that she was in the ring with she was a phenomenal worker she she started off as in TNA as the America's most 
Most Wanted Valet. Yeah. Um, and they they were a great tag team. Really, really good sort of introduction for her. Um, really good fun. Really good fun stuff they used to do. And I just want to put a massive, massive sort of poignant star on this. The few that she had with Awesome Kong in TNA. Everyone who's watched this, I, I was sort of, I picked up on this last week when I was talking about matches that people should maybe go away and watch or things that we should go away and sort of look at or read up on or whatever. The feud that she had with Awesome Kong, it should not have, but on paper, when you look at those two people on, on a piece of paper or a picture of those two people, it should not work. It shouldn't work. But that is probably the best women's wrestling feud in TNA ever. I can't think of anything that would be better than that in terms of work, in terms of story, in terms of results, yep. in terms of longevity. Like, it was so good. It was so good. Gail Kim gets slept on a lot. I think she's an agent now in TNA. Um, she's, she's still uh, pr- active in TNA. Like she's still a big proponent of the, the knockouts division. Gail Kim is yeah. on my list as well later on. By the way, Brilliant. so yeah, I agree with. Here we go. Yeah. Um, what we'll do, I'll probably put a button on it there, and then we can probably pick it up a little bit later on if she's going to be on cool. your list. But she had to. She had to get there. She yeah. had to get on my list. That's not me like trying to squeeze her in at number nine. That was she was one of the first names on there. It's just sort of. Lock necessarily got sort of bumped down or whatever but obviously when i go through my list there's reasons why there's people higher but she's phenomenal she's phenomenal Insane. she 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 gets stepped on a lot, a lot of people like i said she's you could probably have this conversation with a lot of wrestling fans a lot of wrestling fans and she'll never get her name won't get brought up but when you look at what she did and what she does and like how she did she was amazing and she was just she was just like from all I've seen and all I've all I've heard, she's a sweetheart. Like she's a good person, and to be that good of a person in wrestling is a is a good thing. So, yeah, and I'm yeah, going like, to say something easy. that's potentially like it, it may come across wrong, but she is absolutely beautiful. Stunning, yeah, she's absolutely stunning. She's gorgeous. gorgeous. Yep, gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. Like, okay, so that's real real talk. Shields, okay, real mm-hmm. talk. Like I guarantee that when women watch wrestling, they will have a favorite male wrestler because yep. they find them attractive or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or they, yeah, of course, it's the whole package. Like, oh, he's got a good body, he's, he's got a pretty face, whatever. Like, there's nothing wrong with us appreciating that. So no, I agree. that's not a caveat. Like, we can we can say that we can say that. That's fine. It's respectful. It's okay. But I agree. Gail Kim is beautiful. Definitely, but yeah, we'll, she's... we'll pick it up. We'll pick it up later on. We'll talk more yeah. about Gail Kim, which we like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, cool, awesome. Cool. You're yeah. number eight, then, Mister Hawks. My number eight is the fabulous Moolah, or oh, Moolah, is mm-hmm. what the the youngs used to say. Um, she, when we talk, you've probably gone down the May. I, I don't know if she's going to be on your list or whatever. You might she is have, on my list. Might, might have, okay, so you've you've sort of there's many reasons here why. Buller is on my list, quite similar to sort of Mae Young, really. Like she, she is a legit legend. Mm-hmm. She's an eight-time women's championship, like overall in in her career. Um, she was in the title picture, the title sort of feuds or whatever for about thirty years. <laughs> yeah, that is longer than every everyone's career, really. She was going before that, and she was going after that. 
So to be in that title picture for that amount of time is just it's mind boggling when you look back. Like we talk about Mae Young earlier on, like she was she was in the wrestling business from nineteen thirty nine till basically probably what two thousand and ten. Yep. And she died not long after that. So that's a long time. Mm-hmm. Fabulous Moolah wasn't really that far behind either. Um, an absolute legend at the time as well. She became the the oldest champion yep. in wrestling. She was 76 when she won the women's championship in 1999. So at that time, she was the, the oldest champion in, in wrestling history. She's just amazing. Um, she's the first woman in the WWF, WWE Hall of Fame. She got inducted in 1995. Mm-hmm. She was still active then, like not necessarily wrestling, but she was still within the business. So she was still an active member of the of the squad. I know a lot has come out about her lately, um, and we're pulling the Hulk Hogan rule for this. We, we, got a bit, yeah, yeah. we had a bit of a chat about this earlier on. Uh, we're pulling the Hulk Hogan rule on this. But she trained... A lot of women wrestlers, for good and for bad. You guys can go and read up. We're not here to, to chat about that. We're, we're putting people over most of the time. <laughs> um, she rest, she trained guys as well, like Del Wilkes, who's the Patriot. Yeah. She trained him. Um, so she's, she had a big impact on the business from that perspective as well. Um, we talk about... Well, Wendy Rector. Funnies. Wendy Rector was actually trained at one of our schools. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, sorry so, to interrupt you. That's because, yeah, we, we, we'll... We'll, we'll, talk, we'll probably talk about that a little bit later on, the the, the connection there. But mm-hmm. she she's on any greatest women wrestlers list anywhere from anybody, I guarantee she's going to be on that. Um, I, I I would find it very, very um, interesting if someone had, had an argument against it, basically. She 100% is one of the women names in, in wrestling history. Yeah what she did, where she went. She was a promoter. She was a trainer. She was a worker. She was a, a valet. She was a, 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 a comedy figure. She was a backstage in front of the camera. She, she done everything, wrestler, champion, whatever. Like she's been around everywhere and done absolutely everything. So for that reason, Fabulous Moolah, number eight, easy. Yep. Easy. I, I agree with you definitely on any top 10 list it's just about positioning right i mean again excuse the phrasing but um yeah she, she's got to be in any sort of top 10 list when talking about any woman wrestler i mean i'll talk about it more later because she is on my list as i say but i mean when we talked about bruno sammartino in episode one again if you haven't heard that episode listen to episode one uh we talked about his longevity and that's why he should be on the list and it's exactly the same with mula for me it's a case of the, the length of time. I mean, she was recognised, she was NWA champion, and then, obviously, WWF bought the rights to NWA, and then she was recognised up until, like, 1984 or something like that. It's like 10,000 plus days yeah. officially recognised as champ. It, the longest time ever. Mental, it's crazy. You know, yeah. <laughs> so if Bruno gets on the list for it, Moolah's got to be there. So, yeah. yeah. Absolute fair shout, Hoxie. Number eight, the fabulous Moolah. Okay, okay, heading on to my number eight. We're going a bit more modern again. We're going to Lita. Um, oh. You know, <laughs> what was that noise? Lita. <laughs> <laughs> um, so if you go from like the beginning for her, she, she debuted in WWF. She was one of the hoes of the Godfather's hoe train. <laughs> you know, then she... Went back to de- uh, developmental, then she came back up and she was paired with S.A. Rios, 
who, you know, the storyline there was he. I loved S.A. Rios, by the way. I'm just yep. going to throw that in there, real. I loved him when I was when I started watching wrestling. My, was like, Sunday Night Heat my, on my Channel Four. Guy. He was amazing. His big so red head, like flying around everywhere. Sorry, so good. Sorry, no, no, it's absolutely fine. And then. Yeah. Then obviously the turn from Essie Rios, Powerbomb and Lita, she was saved by the Hardy Boys, she formed Team Extreme, and then she became possibly one of the most recognised women in wrestling. You know, I think it goes without saying Lita. If you think of wrestling, Lita is definitely going to be in the, the conversation as well. Uh, four-time women's champion, a one-time tag team uh, champion, and she's got a legacy that's going to be remembered forever. She had a serious neck injury, you know, she was off for about a year and then she came back to feud with Trish Stratus, uh, a feud that's still talked about to this day, you know, first woman to like sort of main event Monday Night Raw, um, you know, and those two were, you know, it's that phrase lightning in a bottle and I think we lean on Trish for the women's division, it doesn't get said a lot for the women's division, but I think those two, the, the feud, the real sort of feud that they had, was that lightning in the bottle? It wasn't to the same extent as like Stone Cold and Rock, for example, but I think in a very lesser scale, they just worked, they clicked together. Um, then you you think about memorable moments or memorable times within the business. Then you've got the whole Edge and Matt Hardy affair. You know, how did they use that real life? You know, she she embraced the slut moniker, you know, that <laughs> that you know, they're like all joking aside, and she's I one think that, that says might that. Be a slight understatement. You know, like she, she embraced of that, yeah. She yeah, embraced yeah. it, you know, she she played to that gimmick because again, I think she she is she's still well respected in the backstage. It's just you know, she's she's been involved in so many things in modern day women's wrestling. Um she I think she is she is the high risk taking woman of a generation. You know, it's like if you think about what she did in even the TLCs with like Matt and Jeff Hardy, you know, she she was like, mm-hmm. she was their foil as opposed to like Spike Dudley with the Dudleys, and then you've got Rhino Edge and Christian. The bumps that she that took, gore, during, mate. you know, that gore that she got, yeah, it was that unbelievable spear that she got from Rhino, it was oh, insane. But you know, like the bumps that she took, she was legitimately a badass. She she like. Yeah. You've got to put respect on her name, and I think that's why she's on my list. Again, she could be higher, she could be probably lower, but I think, yeah, for me, she was definitely going to be on my list at at some point. So, yeah, Lita for me is my number eight. She probably song sales than anybody in the history of, of the universe as well, so fair play to her for that. Again, fair it's fair. one of those ones that's like, she was, I can't think of like... I'm going to say alternative. Now, there obviously have been alternative female wrestlers in the past, but it was a different sort of alternative for Lita. You know, it was like she... Yeah, I, I don't know what it was. There was just something about Lita that... I like Lita. She clicked. She yeah, she, she clicked. clicked. Yeah. She, she, was, she was over, man. She was big time over. Big over, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, we're going to move swiftly on then, because I'm assuming she's going to be on your list somewhere, because you haven't said anything, but that's fine. Um, okay, number seven for me is Mickey James. Um, Ooh, okay. Mickey James, six-time <laughs> WWWF champion, so five times WWE, one-time Diva champion, five times TNA champion. Um, again, great worker in the ring. I think she's got psychology down to the, an, an art, and t- especially in the knockouts division. I think her TNA run 
more recently, in the most recent years, has, has probably been better. She's really embracing the country and western star. Uh, obviously, she is a country and western singer as well, released a few albums, etc. Um, our ability in rings, never in doubt. I think she complimented like, Trish and Lita well. It was at that same time. I'll always remember her debut. Yeah, she debuted as Trish Stratus' biggest fan. And then mm-hmm. again, we think about long term storyline. Then there was the turn. It was like the psychotic best friend Stalk of Trish Stratus. Thing. And yeah. then it just escalated. Yeah. And then, you know, the, there are some memorable moments during that feud. You know, the, the licking of the hand, the like just shit that was, as a sort of teenage boy, you're like, yep, yep, she's hot. Yep, I like her. Yep, definitely. So yeah, Mickey James for me, I think. Um, Again, a lock for number seven, just from what she achieved. And again, it's it's not in a for the WWE and WWF. It's it wasn't a long period in terms of her being on top because of the stars that she was in there with. But to be like six times champ of the biggest company in the world, and then move into the competition, becoming five times champ. You know, um, sh- she's a star, man. It's like a running TNA just now. She is similar to Gail Kim. Like she she raises the bar. You know, I, I think she does raise the bar. Um, and yeah, Mickey James number seven. Okay, like this is this this is exactly the same situation that I've had with that I had with May Young earlier on. She's she's not on my list. Mickey James isn't. Okay. Um, she didn't make it on the on the sort of the big list. Um, okay. I always for me she's done some she's done some amazing stuff, but I just. For me, she was never really. I don't know. I just never really clicked with her. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, right. Okay. So it was just, just yeah. for you, just not. Maybe for me, just a bit like she isn't meh, but for me, just a bit like meh. Okay. 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 Interesting. Okay. I, I like. It doesn't surprise me that she's in the in the mix or in the talk, but I think number seven's very high. I'm oh, very wow. interested to see really? who's. Above, I'm very interested to see who's above her. Like. You're telling me Wendy, Rick, Wendy Richter isn't on your list, and she is. That's very, very interesting to me. Very interesting. Hey, like, I'm I'm 100 million percent not going to fall out over Mickey James, mate. So we'll, <laughs> we'll crack on and we'll move on. Like to me, she's just a bit, just a bit vanilla. To be fair, but there we wow. go. For me, okay. I get I get what she's doing. Like fair play. Like I think she was probably better better off in TNA than she was in WWE. Yep, I, I think agree. she was lucky to be six time champion WWE. Um, but she's she was bit, definitely a champion of circumstance, right? I think I think very, that's very fair very to say. Entrance music as well, very annoying. That's probably reasons why I don't fucking like her. It's just like that. Okay, moving on. Number like, seven for Mister Hawks. We've just had a chat about her, mate, with you. Number Lita for me. Fair enough. Um, like just going back a little bit to what you were talking about with her, de- her debut and stuff. She's st- CMLL. She was trained in CMLL, yeah, yeah, like yeah. Ricky Santana and um, Dory Funk Jr. Helped train this girl. That's oh, did, did he? Yes. Oh, I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yep. And also, you missed out the ECW bit. She was in ECW for six months before she went to WWE. Um, as oh my god, her name is completely gone. <laughs> I'm have to Google it. Angelica. There you go. There you go. There you go. There you go. I knew you'd help me out with that one. Um, just amazing, like the 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 tag team thing that she did with Becky, like last year yeah. as well, or this year, last year, this year, sometime recently, um, was was really good fun as well, and massive innovator, really mm. important 
I think a lot of the guy, a lot of the girls now, would cite her as like one of those people who either got them into wrestling or made them want to be a wrestler. So like that's really important. Like yep. she sort of put that out there for the for the world people, and that alternative look that she had really, really opened up a lot of new fans to wrestling. And you've gone from like the sport women or whatever at that time and all these these swimsuit models quote-unquote bikini bikini girls or whatever fitness models and you get little obviously she was in really good shape she was beautiful but she mm. was different she yep. dressed different she had that sort of alternative edge to her and stuff and forget that was not meant as a pun at all <laughs> she had that alternative edge to her like which which really opened up a, a whole new fan base for women's wrestling and i think that's really important she was a she was definitely a, a game changer definitely and amy dumar coming in and just being an absolute beast and a boss and that spear that spear from rhino She's she's a brave girl to be taking anything from Rhino, anything, and to take yep. a spear like that at, at Mania. She she's on my list number seven. Easy, yep. easy. Can't add much to you. Just a few little bits and bobs, mate. Yep, easy peasy. Love it. Love it. Okay, so Lita, solid lock on both our lists, which is fantastic. Number six for you, Hoxie. Number six for me is Bull Nakano, Bull Nakano Japanese yeah. wrestler Bull Nakano. Um, AJW, All Japan wrestler for pretty much forever, really, until she got she got some kind of got forced out, kind of got worked out of the of of AJW in the in the nineties. Um, went off to CMLL. She became the first ever women uh, first ever women CMLL CMLL champion. I always struggle with CMLL. LL. <laughs> Every time I say it, it's so bad. Um, she's ever women's CMLL champion. Um, when you go from sort of being that much of a badass in Japan, um, it's very, very easy to go somewhere and sort of not get found out, but get on from a great height. And to go to somewhere like Mexico and just instantly become the woman there, mm-hmm. that's a big thing. And for them to sort of introduce title or you, or for the women. That's a huge thing. Um, she had the few in, in in probably, or the, the main feud, that sort of um, most watched feud, really, with Alundra, Alundra Blaze. Yep. Um, they had some unbelievable matches. It's pretty... I, I, I can remember like watching back like pay-per-views and stuff, and... and main events or whatever and, and all I can remember is seeing like Bull Nakano and Alundra Blaze in just a mixture of all these matches there could be tags with other women or like main like not main events but like matches with them just mm-hmm. eating shit out of each other and doing mad like doing suplex on each other and power bombs and like northern lights and like strikes and everything I was like this is what the hell like even the guys are not doing this sort of stuff like Bull Nakano was an absolute like a machine she is a unit like she had the look as well like the all the like the spiky hair like that big massive spiky hair and the lightning bolts like painted onto her face and like her gear and she was wearing like ufc like mma type like gloves and stuff like she was an absolute badass she looked sick she she kind of 
like heel wrestler from a woman that you would look and you think shit like she she could beat the fuck out of anyone like she was a badass um she she was one of my earlier memories of of women's wrestling like some of my first memories of women's wrestling is watching bull nakano and, and alundra blaze hatches um she won a wwe title or sorry wwf women's title at a big show in in tokyo it was like the golden egg or something big egg, like yeah. to, to them a big uh show um, she she beat Alundra Blaze and she had it for like six months or whatever it was. Like mm-hmm. they had a lot of faith in this woman, like to to give her the title, especially beating Alundra, who was over a shit, and to have the championship for that long. Usually, what happens in 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 shows abroad, like if they go to Japan or Mexico or something, they'll win the title and have it for a week, and they'll lose it before the title comes back to America or comes back yeah. to wherever. Like for her to have it that long was it was a real real big deal. Um. She also was part of the WCW show in Korea, the one in Pyongyang that done 150,000 yeah, people. Yeah. Um, so she has to go down in history as that, like to be the women's match on on, the, on that WCW show. Like she's she was everywhere: Japan, Mexico, America. Like in really big, important feuds, in title pictures, and really, really, really historic matches for for the time. Um, Bull Nakano has to be on there, and legitimately one of the best women's wrestlers in terms of like in ring ability and just being an absolute badass. Yeah. Um, she was one of the first names on my list. Whenever oh, wow. anyone mentions to me women's wrestling, she's one of the first things that pops into my head. Um, just because I have like a, we, we we talked a lot last week about that sort of um, impact that when you first started watching wrestling, those guys that were about. Um, that like the Road Warriors for me is like watching it as a yeah. kid, thinking like this is amazing. Like what the hell? Like what? Some of my first my first memories of of women's wrestling is is Bull Nakano just looking like an absolute baby, thinking like who is this beast? Like she's amazing, like yeah. absolutely unreal. So for that reason, she's she's definitely definitely on my list, and I, I I think she's amazing. And she when she quit wrestling, she turned into a pro golfer, like <laughs> which is just the most. <laughs> crazy like um career change ever but it's crazy yeah like there's a real there's like a promo shot of her i'm, I'm trying to get it up on on google now i fit it in on 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 the or something there's a there's a promo shot of her um with like a big blonde hair and like a blue lipstick and blue face paint all cracked on her face and like her gear looks amazing like she's just she looks like an absolute badass and i just think like for a look for a wrestler, um, yeah, we'll stick that put on the Twitter just because yep. I'd like to look at it. Yeah, it's amazing. But yeah, she's <laughs> there's a picture of her with a WWF title, just looking like an absolute beast. Yeah, it's a photo. So yeah, I, I, I not fanboying out with with Bull Nakano if that makes sense. But I just think she's amazing. When you when you Google her name, it's Bull Nakano, Japanese wrestler and golfer. It's just <laughs> the most amazing thing ever. But. Yeah, she was around for a long time. She's done a lot in the business. So for me, hundred percent number six. Not even yeah, straight in there. So she's she's not on my list, right? And I'm I'm going to explain why mm-hmm. now. I know the name Bill Nakano, right? Uh, obviously, I've I've done a bit of research. I, I know I, I like wrestling, so I, I know the names. But for for me, it just I I can't recall any of her matches, so that's why she's normal. She was in the wider list simply because I know that she was such a big deal with in terms of female wrestling. Um, and I think this is more of 
this this is a my bad. I think I think potentially she could be on my list if I just took the time to actually watch like the the feud with uh, Blaze etc. But yeah, she's she's not on my list. But again, like some of the stuff you were talking about there, I, I do I'm aware of. But I think just for consistency in terms of my list, that's why she's not on there because um, mm-hmm. I don't remember her making a significant impact in sort of my wrestling history, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes perfect sense, mate. That makes perfect sense. Okay, yeah. number six is Bull Nakano from Hoxie. Okay, so for my number six, this is, I would say, probably one of the unsung heroes of wrestling. Um, Not known as champion, not known as anything like that, but I'm going to go for Luna Vachon. Aye. Sorry, I said yeah. I was just yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, I just yeah. Like he's amazing. Unsung, total I'll, unsung I'll, hero. The I'll I'll level with you really quick before you before you uh-huh. crack on. Sorry, sorry to cut you off. She didn't she didn't get on my list. Um, she was the last name took off it. Um, go on, mate. You go on. Yeah. No, I no, feel bad fine. now. No, no, really no, not at all. <laughs> well, I, I feel bad about it. I didn't put Bill McCann on. So, yeah, that, that's... <laughs> there we go. Um, Equals right, so there. Luna Vachon, the niece of uh, Mad Dog Vachon and Vivian Vachon, um, she was trained by her Aunt Vivian and also the fabulous Moa. Again, it was um, two wrestling stalwarts in terms of the Vachon family and obviously Fabulous Moon. It was a great start into the business. I don't think she was ever truly appreciated, but she was a proper bad bitch. Yeah, she. We talked about alternative with Lita, and it's a different sort of alternative, but Luna Vachon was a fucking badass. Um, yes. Yeah, she, she was double hard. She was double, double hard. hard. And we'll get onto yeah, her ECW yeah. work in a wee second, but you know, she, <laughs> she worked. You know, she she worked WrestleManias, Mania Nine and Mania Ten. She was in mixed tag team matches. Um, she is probably best known for excelling as a manager. Yeah, she managed a few people throughout her tenure in the wrestling business. I mean, she married Gangrel. She managed and married Gangrel eventually. You know, but her ECW like sort of run is the one that sort of solidifies how much of a fucking badass she is. Just simply, she was manager to Tommy Dreamer during especially the time during the Tommy Dreamer and uh, Raven feud. Like one of the probably the biggest feud in ECW, I would imagine. Like in terms of longevity of it. The yeah. Dreamer Raven yeah. feud is is up there. Um but she was just not afraid to get down and dirty. Like with with the boys, you know, she she used to love interfering in matches. She 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 used to throw hands with her male counterparts. Uh, she even had a cage match against Stevie Richards in nineteen ninety five. I think it was ECW Heatwave. I think that was the name of the pay per view. Um, I mean, she was. I don't even think I've ever seen that. I might yeah. need to. I might need to search. I don't even think I've ever seen that match. That's crazy. Sorry, go she, on. Go no, on. no, yep. she uh, she. I I I think she got collar collar in that match. Um, <sighs> Yeah, she she was beaten up. I'm sure she got collar. Um, she eventually won the match. Yeah, and she won the match. And Mick Foley actually, um, she she he alludes to this late in the year. It's called the testicular claw. So you can only imagine how how she won the match. Amazing, um, amazing. She then went obviously back to WWE or WBF at the time. She then tagged with Goldust at WrestleMania 14. She faced. Uh, Mark Miro and Sable, who Sable, yep. Sable was like, 
you, you said that Blaze, obviously, she was the, the peak. She was so over. Sable at that point, she was over because, oh, and this sounds really bad, but the way she looked, you know, she, at that stage, she was fit. Brock, don't kill me. I, I mean, I, I respect your wife. Um, you know, she, th- there was some heat between Vachon and Sable because Sable didn't know how to work. You know, she didn't have a clue what was going on, but Vachon is ever the, um, like the professional helped her through the match, got through it. It was absolutely fine. Interesting point. Did you know that Luna Vachon, she was the first woman to appear in a wrestling video game? Amazing. Love a fact. Was that she, like WWF Attitude? WWF Raw on the Super Nintendo and the Sega Genesis. There you go. There we go. Um, Knowledge so, is power, guys. Knowledge is power. Yeah. So, <laughs> I, I mean, you know, every successful team has this sort of like backup player that takes a lot of the flack. They do a lot more than they probably should, you know, and they're asked to be great in every single thing that they do. And I think that just she personified that. She was that sort of player. She, especially at a time when women's wrestling was sort of shat upon, you know, and, mm-hmm. and this is the sort of stage we're talking about. She she worked at it. She she had the respect for the business. She she was a wrestler. It was a you know? phenomenal worker. Phenomenal you know? worker. Who she got trained by and what she could do. Yep. That's you, probably you... one of the main reasons what caused a lot of her sort of issues. Yep. With maybe the way to describe it is the fact that she 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 probably she knew that she was amazing and she was just in that time period. It's quite sad really. Yeah. Quite sad. Yeah. I mean, there's there's two words I can really think of, and we've mentioned it already, the word pioneer. I think she is a, a proper pioneer of women's wrestling, just simply because of the time she was in and the amount of effort that she put into it. But mm-hmm. she brought a credibility to it as well. Like, she looked... To to women's wrestling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, yeah. Looked, she looked scary as shit. She made children cry. <laughs> you know, she... She yeah. used to like, do that thing when she'd like go next to the... The, the corner and just be like hiding behind it and be like Ehh. you know what yeah. I mean like she was so like creepy so creepy yeah so uh, yeah my yeah. maybe not the biggest in terms of uh, championship reigns etc but I think you've got to include her on any form of list just from the, the sort of impact that she had especially as a manager as well I think she was really effective as a manager so yeah Luna Vachon is my number six Imagine if if she came in 2015. Imagine if she burst onto the scene in 2015. Imagine what women's wrestling would look like right now. Jeez, different class. She'd right? be she she'd be main event. She oh, she easily. she would have broke all the stuff. She would have broke all these all this stuff that we're probably going to be talking about at some point soon. She'd be the biggest of big deals. Yep. When women's wrestling is actually taken seriously, she she was. Way ahead, thirty years ahead of the of the curve, and it's sad, really, really sad. It is but, um, sad. yeah, she's 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 not on my list, mate. But like I said, she she was nearly there, really nearly there, and I think it was just more for the fact that she hasn't done as much. She's done a lot, but yep. not necessarily as much as maybe some of the other people on my list or whatever. But honestly, she's yeah, she's so good, really, really Again, underrated. Bless her. Uh, you you can use the phrase like sort of legend again, not because of championship reigns, but again, just impact of women's wrestling. I think a legendary figure is Luna Vachon. So cool. So that's us done our number sixes, ten to six. 
Before we start on rank number five, we now have our royal fumble. Royal fumble! Yeah, folks, the Royal Fumble, where the business has had a major brain fart and something's happened that we either don't think should have happened or there's something that's happened that we're just going to talk about as a bit of a shitstorm in the business. So, Hoxie, what is this week's Royal Fumble? The This week's Royal Fumble is what is, is commonly regarded as within wrestling as the quote-unquote original screwjob, which is... The match that happened between two people who we've spoken about before um, in the list is Wendy Richter and the fabulous Moolah. Um, this happened in 19... Was it 1984? Um, basically, it's... Richter didn't want to lose... Um, it was the... The brawl for end it all to, to end it all was the the sort of the pay per view if that makes sense and it was the fabulous Moolah against Wendy Richter and it was a really really big deal one of those things where it's it's hard to it's hard to explain that the 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 the, the sort of the, the backstory to it almost because there's a there is a lot to it we could almost do another. Yeah. a whole episode on this but uh, what was fabulous Moolah's name i should have she wasn't she didn't go in, a, in there as Moolah. she had a she had a mask on didn't she and, a, and an outfit and everybody knew it was her but they gave her another name oh my god spider lady spider lady spider lady so they went in there um as the uh, she went in there as the, as the spider lady and the referee was on it and it was the whole match was specifically to take the title off Richter without her knowing. Um, so they, the match sort of started, went through a little bit. Bula got her in a small package. The ref counted, but Richter, she clearly kicked out of it before before three. Uh, and the ref was like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's that's three, and, and give the title to Mula, and then she took the mask off and, and done what she needed to do. And and that and that was it. Basically, Richter never never went back. She just literally left. I, I think she was still wearing a gear when she put yeah, it off. Yeah, said that she left she, her uh, gear. Yeah, yeah. She went home, and and that was it. Basically, um, Moolah was WWE Women's WF Women's Title for a couple of years. After that, it was just a. It was such a. a, a I think there's two. There's two. There's two sort of sides. This the there's the. Wendy Richter sort of got maybe in some of people's minds or maybe Vince's mind or whatever, she sort of got a little bit too big for her boots. Um, sort of wanted to rein Richter back in and sort of maybe keep her a little bit grounded. She did they didn't want her to sort of be the step over the crossover star. They probably maybe wanted that for for Hogan rather than anybody else. I mean, because the, the rock and wrestling thing we, we, we talked about earlier on with, with Cindy Lauper, that that was huge for her. She was on like MTV and stuff, wasn't she? Doing yep. doing doing like segments and I'm sure the, the um one of the matches that she had was actually on MTV. They they showed it on MTV. Um it was such a big thing at the time. I, I, and I think like I so said, Wendy she they wanted to extend her contract and there was this contract 
and she refused to sign the extension and yep. and all this sort of stuff. Like she wanted more money, but then they didn't want to give it her. So it, it's very, very reminiscent of of Brett in '97, <laughs> where they 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 he he's got this agreement or he's got this opportunity he signed for this ten year deal, and Vince reneged on it and that sort of stuff. It's they they needed a reason to to get the belt off her. Like they they didn't want to go into this mess with having Richter as the championship and and risk her taking that belt with her to other places or or onto television shows or onto films or whatever she was going to go and do and they just they just squashed it very very quickly and yeah the the match with the spider lady was was sort of very hastily put together and obviously very hastily finished as well like there's obviously the footage on there is on the network and on youtube and stuff so you can go and watch so it's fascinating fascinating match um but yeah it was the original screw job it was a big thing like we we, we discussed in we about the about sort of what this week's fumble and we were sort of yeah. thinking about a few different things and maybe what we can do and what we can think about uh, and i think we we sort of we've kept it quite on on topic with the women's wrestling if you know what i mean and these like so for me both of these names have come up already in terms of really important and i think this is in terms of women's wrestling in terms of the history and sort of the annals of time stories and like i said that the quote-unquote the original screw job a lot of people forget about it yeah. um a lot of people won't have even heard about this i would imagine there's a lot of wrestling fans who won't know about this but it was a at the time it was a huge thing I would imagine at some point there'll be like a dark side of the ring or something on it or something or whatever. But yeah, uh, it's it's a really interesting story and it's very very reminiscent to '97. Um, and it's done in they've done it in a very similar way. Um, isn't it ironic? Job isn't it ironic the fact that he they didn't want um, Rector to leave with the title to go to another. Um, company well, and then several years later yeah. Alundra Blaze does exactly that and dumps it in the trash yeah. you know it's it in the trash can, full yeah. circle right yeah it, it's I, I think it's not a screw job anyway for a start it's a double cross it's exactly the same what happened in 97 it's a double cross not a screw job so we need to get those things sorted out but um, when it comes to sorry to be being pedantic and a worker or whatever but it was a double cross but yeah I just think it's a really interesting um, story that like I said, gets often gets overlooked and and that yeah, just a spider lady rolling up the star and just you know what I mean, getting a massive work off the ref and it it's not like it's not like when Sean had him in, in the um in, Yeah oh my god sharpshooter sharpshooter and it's like the ref's like, Oh yeah, he quit. It's like the ref is counting and she clearly kicks out before the three and he's like, Oh yeah, it was free. It's just it's ridiculous. It's a ridiculous sight. But it's a, a very, very interesting and, and it did it obviously it put a stop to that that women's sort of regenerative sort of section of the mid eighties or whatever yeah. with Wendy Richter turning into a superstar and and probably put women's wrestling back a very, very, very long time very quickly. Um, and I think for that, it's got to be a mess up. It's got to be. Yeah. A, it's got to be a fumble. It's got to be a fuck up. I think, unfortunately for Richter, right? I think she was on a hide into nothing. You know, it's like fair enough. You can argue, you can demand more money, and yeah, absolutely. During the rock and wrestling thing, she she rightly was demanding more money, and you know, she, Vince being Vince, you know, he, at that time didn't want to pay her anything. So that's that's where the contract extension thing came from. But you know, the hide into nothing came from. 
Fabulous Moolah is well renowned for, you know, people talk about like uh, the golden shovel in terms of Cena and Triple H and stuff. <laughs> she was the originator of that golden shovel. You know, yeah. there's a reason why she was champion for 10,000 days plus. You know, it's because she didn't want to. And I think you're absolutely right. It did hold back women's wrestling for uh, a long, long time. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's it, it's one of those ones. I think it's one of these unique situations. Well, it's not even a unique situation. It's, you know, you can see blame in all three sides. Richter being obviously quite hard-headed in terms of she wants her money. She wants an extension, which again... Argument sake, you can say, yeah, she deserved that. She was the star. She was, yeah, the, she star was the star. Yeah, she was the star. Yeah, absolutely. She really was the star. Yeah. Then you can see it from Vince McMahon being Vince McMahon, you know, in terms of just being him. And then you've got Mula uh, just being the originator of the golden shovel, like I say. So, uh, yeah, I think she was on a hiding to nothing. I think she, she could have picked two worse adversaries. And I don't think she could get any worse than that if she picked out of everybody in the world. I think she was. Uh, yeah, she was screwed regardless. Um, sorry, she was double-crossed yeah. regardless. Double-crossed, um, yeah. Double but cross, yeah. Right. Yeah, interesting one. To be fair, I I forgot about the original screw drop job, but the original screw job, that's really difficult to say when you're filming at half past ten. And you're Scottish, yeah, exactly. Um, it's, uh, yeah, so I had to go back and read it again, sort of refresh my memory, and it's, yeah, it's definitely on topic, and I think it's, it's such a good royal fumble for um, this particular episode, Hoxie. So, well suggested, Mr. Hawks. Yeah, no worries, mate. No worries. No worries. So, ladies and gents, that is the royal fumble for this week. Uh, again, if you have any suggestions of a fumble in the wrestling business, you want to hear me and talk, me and Hoxie, me and Hoxie talk about, Email us in, wrestlemark10 at gmail.com. Tweet us at mark underscore out of 10 or comment on our YouTube channel as well. That would be greatly appreciated. But let's get back into the list of top 10 women in wrestling. And I believe it's my number five, Hoxie. And my number five is someone we've already mentioned. It is Gail Kim. Um, Amazing. She, yeah, I mean, I'll go through quickly through my notes. Um... In my opinion, probably the most underappreciated WWE diva, in fact, WWE wrestler, period, of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, again, absolutely gorgeous, as we said before, and she's incredible in the ring. She could go, like, it, you know, you said that she she won the WWE title or WWF title uh, in her first match. In my opinion, she, it was shocking she only got the one reign with it. Um, you know, she was wasted in WWF. But our TNA runs are what made her. Um, you're absolutely right. She was first ever TNA champ, uh, women's champion, seven times overall. And you touched upon it in terms of Awesome Kong as well. For me, I think that feud and that story is up there with one of the best in TNA history across not just the Divas or the Knockouts division, but across the entire TNA in terms of the longevity of the storyline, the the whole David and Goliath thing is like, is she going to beat Kong? Isn't she? You know, it was just incredible storytelling. And, you know, Kong is, you know, she, again, Kong's not on my list, but, you know, she she could have been because she was such a unique talent as well. But Gail Kim was incredible in that feud. Um, 
And then if you take a few steps further on, she's consistently putting over new talent r- right up until like today, to be honest. You know, it's like she came out of retirement because she did retire. She came out of retirement and she put over big time Tessa Blanchard before Tessa Blanchard went all sorts of wrong. Um, you know, she, she's always been all sorts of wrong. <laughs> well, well, yeah. Um, I, I mean, she, she's a unique talent as well, but yeah, she... Let's just not talk about Tessa, but yeah, she came. Nope. She came out of retirement to do it. So again, that shows you the sort of the 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 love and the sort of the the way she wants to not protect the business, but project the business in terms of the women's division. Yeah, for me, love a bit of Gail Kim. She was a lock in malice from the get go, um, and she, she to be fair, she was up and down the list, and I think a, a five sort of middle of the pack is a fair ranking for her. And today she, tomorrow she could be higher. Yesterday she was probably a bit lower, but yeah, fucking incredible, incredible performer. I, I obviously we had this discussion yeah. earlier on. I, I can't really, I can't put her over enough. I really can't. I think she's a. Um, the only reason she's not any higher on my list is because of other people. That, but it doesn't mean that she's low. If that makes sense, it's yeah, yeah. just in that in that mix. Yeah, she's she's amazing. She's so good, so good. Yeah, I'm gonna to have to go back and maybe watch other matches or something, especially ones with with Awesome Kong. That, like I said earlier on, on paper that should not have worked the way yeah. that it did. And at the time, Awesome Kong was not. I don't think she ever became very good. I think she only got over because of the way she looked. But I, I don't. She was very good at the time, and a lot of that she was, was green. Yeah, she was. She green, was as so. green as the grass. Yeah, and yeah, she was stood. Such a good brain, such a good mind. That's the thing, though. Yep. Kong, Kong didn't need to do anything, right? Because she was, and again, I'm not, I'm not putting her on the same level. But the analogy I'm going to make is the Andre of the Knockouts division in terms of big, big <laughs> bastard. You know, yeah. doesn't need but to Andre do anything. Could work. Andre yeah, could work. I know that's what I mean. It's, it's, it's just the analogy. That's the sort of mentality. If you don't know what who Awesome Kong is, go and go and look her up. And like I say, I think that particular feud, I think it's one that we should. Deep dive, watch the entire like entirety of that feud. I think that would be a really good watch as well, just from from day dot to the end, basically. Okay, so that's my number five, Gail Kim, both on both our lists. Um, we haven't had many on our on the same list, which is quite interesting. It's only one or two, uh, but you're at number five, Hoxie. My number five is Alundra Blaze or Medusa, yeah. um, multi-time champion wherever she went. Um, she changed the game for women's wrestling. Um, you, I, I said earlier on when we, we talked about Lita, there's a lot of women in wrestling who are in wrestling because of Alundra Blaze. Yeah. Um, all self, you know what I mean, sort of um, admitted that and, and sort of come out and put her over big time every every single opportunity they get. Obviously, I mentioned with, with Bull Nicardo, like some of the feuds she had, um, she had a feud with Luna Vachon in WCW. Mm-hmm. Um, stuff with like Jackie and like wrestling in that midnight's period. Um, she was the first uh, woman to win the WCW Cruiserweight title as well with all the guys. So there's a couple of women that did win it, but she was the first one to do it. The first ever Gaijin woman to go to All Japan. Um, she was AWA, WWF, WCW, like All Japan. Like she wrestled everywhere. She, she. Everyone thinks Medusa was like this beautiful. She was like the first beautiful women woman wrestler who came and with her blonde hair and she looked really good. She had a good body and this that and the other. Like she could go, 
big time. She was so good. Like, technically, she was sound. She was double-hard. Her strikes were good. Like, she would throw motherfuckers all over the place. Like, she was <laughs> she was awesome. She was awesome. Obviously, um, she was Medusa before WWF and after WWF. Um, little fact for you, whether you know this or not, and for the listeners, do you know where Medusa comes from? Yeah, you know it's Greek, the name Greek mythology, from? isn't it? Not for her. Oh, it's for a, her, okay. It's a shortened version of Made in the USA. So it's Made really? in the USA. That's so yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, and, I went for um, a historical reference there. That's totally <laughs> wrong. <laughs> she was um, she was a fucking monster truck driver and stuff as well. She's like, she's cool as fuck. Proper cool as fuck. She, she was... She was so good. Um, I said an absolute, and I, this is no pun intended. She's a trailblazer. She really, really is. Yeah. She made a massive difference. She was what Wendy Richter was in the eighties before she got, got before she cut out beneath her. Um, she she made that into the nineties, and that's what propelled, I think, that that sort of generation. Because um, she was gone from the WWF in that sort of mid nineties period, and with that. Nitro when she took the belt and like you mentioned it earlier on about dropping yeah. it in the in the bin like what a fucking historic moment that is by the way mm-hmm. if you look at that look at that Monday Night War um, situation and obviously it's really well documented there's lots and lots of documentaries and shows and podcasts and all this that and the other about it like that was a that was a big deal and Eric Bischoff has said like he was going to have her anyway um, and apparently him she said i've still got the belt and he was like bring it with you <laughs> so they don't necessarily know whose idea it was because there's probably a lot of legislation that will come with that and <laughs> that would come with she, she got exiled for like what was it 20 years or whatever yeah for yeah. doing that um she came back she was she was doing stuff with the wwe she's now agent in for the nwa power stuff now oh, so she She's, yeah, she's still keeping herself in the in the business. She was an agent in WWE until COVID, I think, and they they booted everybody out. But she's still knocking about. She's still still doing what she needs to do, and she's a legit legend. Like we we talk about legends of, of there's lots of legends in in the men's wrestling. There's loads. There's people who are still going who will be or they won't be or what you know, I mean whatever. There's loads yeah. and loads and loads of people we can have this discussion about. Um, when it comes to quote unquote like Mount Rushmore of women's wrestling. She is definitely, definitely going to be on one of those on the side of that mountain, I would imagine, because um, she's just that much of a big deal in that, in that sort of what we class as popular wrestling. She's mm. going to be there. She's definitely going to be there. And yeah, place hundred percent number five for me. Interesting. Producer made in the USA. That's that's Amazing. a really cool fact. I didn't know that. That's, that's really go. cool. Cool number five for Hoxie is Alundra Blaze. Um, Interesting. Okay, Hoxie, you're number four. So my number four is um, another Japanese wrestler, um, a lady called Manami Toyota. Um, There's not many people that are going to know who Manami Toyota is um, or have sort of heard of this lady. Um, She's probably like one of, if not the best women's wrestlers ever. She is legit, legit 
badass in every single way, shape, form, or fashion. We look at her historic. I mean, she debuted in 1987, so she she debuted when I was born. Basically, I think it was August 87 as well. So she's probably been around the wrestling world for as long as I've been alive, which is quite a cool little fact. But um, got ten five star matches um, to her name. Now we shit on Dave a lot here. Fuck Dave Meltzer. We yep. were both in agreement with this. Yep. Um, but when we look at sort of the history of wrestling, we have to kind of use that a little bit as a guide, really. I know it's an opinion, um, but it can either be taken whichever way you want it. You know what I mean? It's Opinions matter or they don't. Yeah. But he is, when you look at the history of wrestling, the Wrestling Observer is kind of a constant and has been for a long time. Yeah, so yeah. that's what we have to go to and sort of what we have to use a lot of the time. For a women's wrestler to have, and I know it's Japan, and Dave loves Japan, but to have five-star matches, like, that's insane. Absolutely insane. She's a badass. Um, the Wrestling Observer Match of the Year in 1993 was a Manami Toyota match. So if you think about, just, just think about that for a second. So the Wrestling Observer Match of the Year in 1993 was, um, was, 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 was a women's match. You think about the match of the year from 1993, you've got to think about probably all the people that were in there or thereabouts mm -hmm. who were wrestling at that time. You've got a, a tag match, basically, an all, the, an all Japan women's tag match. You've got Toyota, Yamada, uh, Dynamite Kansai, and Mayumi Ozaki. Um, to beat everybody, male, female, Japan, Mexico, America, whatever, WWF, WCW, or whatever, like, she won match of the year. She's just nuts. She's an absolute badass. She's one of the OG suplex machines when it comes to when it comes to pro wrestling. Um, you, I follow a lot of wrestling sort of Twitter pages, pro wrestler pages, whatever you want to call them, and she gets more stuff on there than probably most of the guys do oh, with wow. her quote unquote moves and stuff. Like she, I, I can't stress enough. Like once again, this is this is all personal preference like i can't stress enough to you how much of a big deal that this woman is um in japan she's like she's uh, like jesus you know whatever like a god you know what i mean she's literally an, an idolized in 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 um in in japan badass it's like she's she, you look at her you think oh okay like she's probably what five and a half foot tall probably at most, at most, like 150 pounds. That's probably a, a worked weight. She's probably close to like 130, maybe. Like she, she'd kick the head off anybody. Legit badass. She'd throw anybody about. Just an unreal wrestler. Submission work, fast, loads of like amazing. She was probably one of the first pioneers of what we would class now was. You know, we, 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 we talk a lot about near falls and those false finishes. We yeah. talk about the kick out, the kick outs at like like two and eleven, twelve. Like she was one of the first real um proponents of those a lot of the wrestling we see now, that hybrid style comes from that Japanese style of the, the big throw and the near falls and the high spots and stuff. She was one of the main proponents for that in, in the sort of late eighties to late eighties to early nineties. Yeah. Um I I I want to cut myself short because I'll carry on putting her over. Like she, 
she at, at five and a half foot tall as well. She could jump from the ring to the top rope, like like Shelton Benjamin jump, if you know what I mean. Wow. From standing straight onto the top rope, um, just a badass. Any if there's any women wrestlers or any women wrestling fans or anyone out there who hasn't heard of this lady, go and seek her out. Just YouTube Manami Toyo her best matches or best spots or best moves or whatever just go and search this lady um legit one of the best to ever put on a pair of boots when it comes to women wrestling she's fucking unbelievable so for me like she she had to make it on here and she was definitely definitely higher up she's not going to get to number one or two or three obviously she's number yep. four but she's a badass fucking unreal so yeah i'll stop banging on about her now go and go and seek her out like shields, if you take something from this episode or whatever, just go and fucking Google Google her. Yeah, like, I think I'm going to need badass. to because I'm going to hold yeah. my hands up here. I'm a wrestling fan, but my Japanese knowledge is severely lacking. Then, uh, so yeah, Manami Toyota was never on my list because I didn't know about yep. her, and that's that's, that's more fine, me man. than her. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I'm I'm looking up YouTube just now, just waiting to to watch after this particular episode's finished recording. Interesting, Hoxie. That's a, not a chic moment, but it's definitely left field just simply because I don't know the name. Interesting. I love it. I love your wrestling knowledge, Hoxie. It is always thank you, mate. It's a it's a I, joy I, to I, listen. Like I said, I I am because I love this so much. I I genuinely we we had this conversation last week, didn't we? After yeah. we done the other other episode, like I think doing this podcast has actually made me. I I love wrestling. I've been a wrestler for a long time. I've been interested in it, or whatever. Doing this podcast has actually made me realise how much I do actually love wrestling, yeah, like yeah. proper love. Like I am in love with wrestling. <laughs> like it's crazy. It's so good. And just to have like a few hours every week where I can sit down with my mate and just chat about stuff that I have a real passion for, and hopefully other people listening, yep. like could, that will come across. Like that's really good. That's really nice. And I and I think it's I I just enjoy it. Like you said earlier on, it's like a bit of a highlight of your week or whatever yeah. for me. Is exactly the same. I, I, just, I, I've got like, I've got so much of this that I want to share with people because there is yeah. people out there. Like, there's stuff that I'll learn from you, mate. Definitely. Last week, some of the facts you were coming out with last week, I've never heard before. It was amazing. Um, but just, yeah, I just want to, yeah, just share my passion with yeah. people, and that's and that's cool. It's cool. Uh, I, th I think, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think wrestling is sorry i've got my cat going around my ankles fuck off um <laughs> yeah so yeah wrestling is you know it's, it was a big proponent of my life growing up as well you know it's like and i think just being able to like you say to sit down with your mate and just sort of chew the cud a little bit and i'm really enjoying this whole mark out of 10 experience it's just there's so much we can do with it and i think as you said, I think it was the first episode. We're here for a good time and a long time. I think we are going to. I I I think we could. We've got something special, which is quite cool. Um and yeah, hopefully, just other people appreciate what we're doing. And what yeah. I what what I originally want to happen is obviously it's me and you sitting together at night on our computers and stuff talking about wrestling. What I want to happen is having people listen to it and doing the same stuff, like the, talking to their mates. Oh, did you listen to Mark at ten? Yeah, I did. What do you think? Who's on your list? I want, I want that shit to happen. That's really cool yeah. for me. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I, and if I can walk I, away I, with saying, if you, you're obviously Manami Toyota, a name I've never heard before, if you say go and watch her match, I'm gonna go and watch the match and see, like, see what happens. Um, cool. So, folks, what do you think? Number four for Hoxie, Manami Toyota. 
interesting choice from our lovely Hoxie, our housewife's favourite heel. Uh, my <laughs> number four. Okay, I believe it's me, right? Yeah. It's... Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. Go okay, for you, yeah. mate. Go so for my four. number yeah. four is Sensational Sherry, Sherry Martel. Amazing. Uh, yep. th- three-time AWA World Champion, one-time WWF Champion, and Hall of Famer. Uh, tough as boots, tough as old boots, and probably I'm gonna put, I'm gonna, I'm gonna set my stall out here. She was the best female manager in the history of wrestling, in my opinion. Um, I, again, we can talk about her t- world title. She actually defeated the fabulous Moolah in WWF, so you know straight away she was, she, she was. Jets into like greatness just by beating one of the best of all times in terms of the fabulous Moolah. But if we look at the managers and like say its impact on the wrestling business, she managed some of the biggest names in wrestling history. She managed <coughs> Macho Man Randy Savage, yeah, during one of the biggest feuds of Macho Man and Hulk Hogan. Yeah, one of the best bits of storytelling ever in terms of the full circle with Miss Elizabeth, um, you know, um, going back to Macho Man after the Hogan match, etc. She, uh, we go back to Martel, she managed Ted DiBiase. Famously, she ma- uh, managed Shawn Michaels singing his theme tune at the same time, you know, it's like, <laughs> she managed Ric Flair, she managed Harlem Heat, you know, it goes on and on and on how much of an impact she had, and it just, it's testament to how great she was in that role. Um, yeah, all-round legend, legitimate badass, a unique look for the time she could go, and yeah, deserving to be in the, the name any woman of wrestling and to be honest I think see when you talk about managers in WWF mm. WWE or mm. in wrestling she's got to be in the discussion as well you know in terms of and if we mm-hmm. take out the fact women I think again I'll set my stall out she is for me the best women's manager without a shadow of a doubt in terms of valleys etc so what I'll probably do now mate just to like not speed things up, if you know what I mean, but just while we're on this conversation, she's yep. my honourable mention. Okay. Um, Sherry Sherry Martel is my honourable mention. Yeah. Um, she didn't make it on this list because I see her, um, and I know this is wrong, but this is the way that I see her. Right. I see her more as a valet, valet slash manager. Fair dues. Um, but she was a wrestler, and she was legitimately a badass, and she was very good. And she is on my honourable mention list for every single reason that you've just said. Yep. Like she is amazing. She was one of the boys. She got it. She was a worker. She was phenomenal. Her psychology was amazing. She's one of the best managers ever. Like she's going to be on that list a hundred million percent for me. Same as yep. you. Um, she gets. We we we've put we've put her over the last couple of minutes. Um, I still think she's underrated by a lot mm-hmm. of people, yep. by the vast majority of people. She does not. What's the what do the cool kids say now? All the elite guys want to wank over their flowers, like they doesn't get her flowers. If you know what I mean, like <laughs> she she doesn't she doesn't get her flowers for for what she yeah. for what she did to the business. She was around at the boom period with all of the people who needed to. You know what I mean? Who were a big deal, like you say, you you reel that reel that list of people off who she she valeted and managed with. Amazing. I love Sherry Martel. She's one of my favorite people in wrestling ever. Um, she definitely couldn't make it on this list because I see her more, but she was 100%. She was the honorable mention without a shadow of a doubt. No one even came close for that. 
no one come close. Yeah, I love her. That's She's true. amazing. And I've talked about like initial memories of wrestling when I started watching it and people who were about and what they were doing or whatever. She was one of the first people that I seen and was just like, wow. She's amazing. Like, she's so cool. Like, what the hell? Like, this woman who's just horrible and evil, but she's so like beautiful and like, yeah, it's, it's mad. Just a mind fuck. Like, mind <laughs> yeah, fuck. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there, yeah there's a few, there's a few memorable things like with Sherry as well. Obviously, everything she did was impeccable, but there, there's two main ones I always remember, and there's one of them I'm not going to be able to say the entire story because. Um, I think you'll 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 guess what it is as soon as I mention who it is. But first one is when she came back and she did uh, with Kurt Angle, and she sung uh, "I'm Just a Sexy Kurt." Sexy she, Kurt. It's just yeah. that was so good. <laughs> and then the other memorable one that does his round on YouTube every so often is the one with um, Harlem Heat Booker T talking about Hulk Hogan, and he goes. Uh, I've got no idea what you're on about, mate. What are you on the about? expletive oh. N-word, and she like she turns away, and you can tell she's popping in the background. It's just because you, you don't see her break. You don't see her break usually, and it's just yeah, she absolute legend. And it's an absolute fair point in terms of you see her more of as a valley or or that. That's absolutely fair. But for me, it was a case of you're talking about women of wrestling. I, I think she had to be there, and the fact that she's on your list is honourable mention. I, I think it goes. Goes without saying, to be perfectly honest. And she saying. left us way too young. 100%. Way, way. She was 49, mate, when she went, which is just ridiculous. We had way more to give, way more to give in, in the wrestling world, I think. A lot more. So, yeah, it's just sad. Really sad. Very sad. Yeah. Very, very sad indeed. Um, okay, so that was my number four sensational Sherry, yep. Sherry Martell. Moving on to my number three, and it's someone we've already spoken about, so I'm not going to spend a lot of time. Um, it's Fabulous Moolah. The reason she's so high is because of just that longevity, you know, in terms of, mm-hmm. I, th- I think it sort of goes without saying. In hindsight, she probably should be a bit lower on the list. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to waste everybody's time just reiterating it. I think she... She dominated women's wrestling for essentially four decades. You know, she was women's <laughs> yeah. wrestling for a large proponent of that. Um, unquestionably, probably the most influential um, and the most famous women's wrestler in history uh, in terms of if you think about the entire period of wrestling. Uh, as you say, we're, we're not sort of digging them out here. She did control women's wrestling and she's probably one of the major proponents as to why women's wrestling didn't evolve because she kept a whole host of people down um but that's she's basically the first hulk hogan before hulk hogan was hulk hogan um but yeah <laughs> popularized wrestling politics exactly single-handedly yeah. Yeah. but regardless of what you think here she's got to go down as like one of the greatest you know ten thousand plus days what was it four how many different reigns was it four times nwa champs like it's just yeah yeah Every, everything and anything. She's done everything, basically. Exactly. Absolutely everything in wrestling. Yeah. Dominant. Yeah. That, that, that's a phrase that we haven't used probably yet on it. It's just dominant. Good uh, show. So yeah. Yep. Yep. Cool. So, great, yeah, so that's my great, number. Great description. My number three is the fabulous Moas. Over to you, Mr. Hawks. We're flying through it now. Yep. So, my number three is Trish Stratus. So. We can't have a conversation about the greatest women wrestlers of all time without getting her in the conversation. Um, she's high for me because of what she's done or what she did for what the, the she had on the on the business. 
she's high on the list for what she like means to me in terms of like sort of <clears throat> memories that I have um, about about wrestling um, and the and the business. But you you can't deny what she's done. Like she got there through through she worked her socks off. She got a really good start because obviously she is just quite possibly one of the most beautiful women wrestlers of all time. It's not even close. Like there is not a single teenage boy at any time in their life watching wrestling when she was there, who probably didn't have a poster or was thinking about her at certain points in their day. You know what I mean? Like she was, she was a big deal for that. Right. Smackdown to Um, know your role loading screen. Say no more. No idea what you're on, Shields. No <laughs> idea what you're on about. <laughs> um, she's she transcended wrestling. She's seven-time WWF Women's Champion. Yep. Um, she started off with that TNA, like the Test and Albert things. Like she was very sexualized as a performer yep. when she started. Like obviously the affair with Vince McMahon. Vince, Vince knows he, he knows what he's doing, didn't he, old Vinnie Mac? He's a lad. Um, I loved. There's the, she was involved in lots and lots of really good angles, and there's a there's a really underrated one of her angles. There was a there was a few between Christian and Chris Jericho that she got involved yep. in. She uh, and she turned on Jericho, and Christian won the belt, and they done that kiss thing, and like that that was re- that's really really underrated feud and a really underrated angle and storyline. Um, that was really good fun. I really like that one. Uh, that stands out for me in terms of like good, good stuff that they did. She got voted as diva of the decade. Um, she was ranked by the WWE mm-hmm. as the greatest women's superstar of all time. Yeah. Um, like, which says a lot, <laughs> you know what I mean? There's a lot of people there at the time when she was voted. It was recent. It wasn't like back then. Uh, in my opinion and this will go down as one of the best moments or payoffs or angles payoffs for an angle or whatever in wrestling history for me um that whole wrestlemania 17 with linda yep um keeping linda drugged up and they were having the affair that all she did was stand up out of a chair linda mcmahon stood up out of a chair and eighty thousand people lost their fucking brains over it. Like, God, and she was just a massive. About it, man. Yeah, it's. I I watched that back. Like WrestleMania seventeen um, is probably my favorite pay per view ever. I don't want to yep. give too much away for maybe an episode that we might do down the line. It's 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 going to be up there if not the one. Um, every single match on that is an absolute banger. But that always stands out to me uh, as like a highlight of the show. Um, that just that pop from her standing up, like, and she was a massive, massive deal. She was a huge po- proponent of that whole storyline. Um, obviously, she came back and 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 done the done the run recently. Um, really good fun. Like she was, she worked really hard at getting better in the ring as well. Like actually being a yeah. really like trying really hard to be a good worker. Um, when she won the title, the last time she won the title before she sort of originally retired, like she won the title in that match and then retired. I think it was like Unforgiven pay per view or something yeah. back in the mid two thousands. Like she, you you can't you can't have a conversation about women's wrestling um, without. She's a big deal, huge. She sold pay per views, um, she sold merch. She was over. She looked good. She could work. She, she was a champ. Like she was involved in storylines. Like you look at everything that she did in wrestling, and you got to think she was probably only there for maybe what five or six years. She wasn't really around for a, 
a very very long time. Yeah, um, not as a not as she, a wrestler. Yeah, not as a wrestler. Yeah, exactly. I think maybe two thousand. She debuted in two thousand, maybe. And but like I said, she she was just she, WrestleMania matches, pay per view matches. I guess selling selling houses. People wanted to see her. Like she's a she's a big deal, and everyone think oh Trish, she only got there because she was fit or whatever. Like she's beautiful. She's stunning. She you can't deny that at all. But when she got to the dance, she worked really fucking hard yep. to get to the top of the quote unquote mountain, yep. and she did. And she's a big deal. She is a really big deal. And we, I said like Alundra Blaze, you have the conversation about the Mount Rushmore of women's wrestling. She, for me, she has to have a conversation about being there, or she has to be on there for me. She's brilliant, really, really good, and I have really fond memories of of her as well. From like when I really, really got into wrestling, that sort of attitude era. She was coming towards that. I would have been 13, 14 at the time she came about. Prime, prime age for a, a Tristratus to enter my life. <laughs> so oh, it, it, oh, all it. the memories, all the <laughs> memories. Yeah. So big deal for me. Trish, number three. Easy. Nice. Easy. Love it. Can't see any more than that, Hoxie. She's on my list. Uh, yeah. You're at number two. Okay. So number two for me is Charlotte Flair. Okay. Now you're probably going to. I would imagine you're gonna piss um because you mentioned something the other the other episode about about only getting there because of her dad's name and all this that and the other but i i can I can agree and also disagree with that situation so um she's a fourteen time women's champion um to be a fourteen time champion of anything is a big deal and i'll I'll reiterate what I said in the yep. first episode like you've got to lose it 15 times or I, I, I don't give a fuck it's wrestling stop putting logic to an illogical situation but 14 times being in anything is a big deal okay yeah um she was the last ever divas champ which mm -hmm. is a, a little fact that i found out doing my research on her which i didn't know until i found that out which is a really fun little fact um six times raw champ seven times smackdown champ one time diva NXT champion twice, one times WWE Women's Champion, Triple Crown and Grand Slam, 2020 Royal Rumble winner. Yep. 2016 Hell in a Cell was the first ever main event by a, by a women's like for a women's match, and she main evented WrestleMania 35 with Ronda and Becky. Like when you look at those accolades written down on a piece of paper, and you think about what she's done. And beard and all the matches and all the amazing feuds she's ever had, like the the match at last year's or this year's WrestleMania with with Rhea Ripley, is one of the best. It was one of the best matches over those two nights. I think we and you were on probably agreement on that. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, like she is, she was, she literally. I know that we talk about the four horsewomen of wrestling or whatever that came through that sort of NXT brand or that that the time. She changed the game yeah. big time. She really did. Um, and I think that's the whole reason now that we have women's wrestling as presented as a, as serious as it is, is because of her. And I know she got that opportunity probably to get into the business because of her dad and of her dad's name, which is understandable. There's lots of guys who've done that in the past. Um, but you've still got to be good enough to actually get there and be be if she was shit that <laughs> she would not be main event and pay-per-view she wouldn't be winning championships and stuff like that like it wouldn't yeah. happen um so it's a, it's a really really big deal 
Um, she's phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal worker. She's had some of the best feuds, some of the most amazing matches. Um, for me, she has to be has to be towards the top. Yep. She just got pipped to number one, mostly for personal feelings rather than any, anything else. But like I said, you look at those look at those list of accolades that she has and i know we don't always talk about the stats or whatever but it has to come into it at some point um she's one of the best to ever do it uh a presentation is good whether she's a face or a heel um she's good on the mic she's got good charisma she can work um she's a badass absolute badass i think she's phenomenal and i think when all said and done when we take away all the shit of oh she's a flair or whatever we take away the name and we look up 10, 20 years' time. Yep. She's going to be in the conversation of the, of the GOAT, really. And, yeah, for me, she's number two all day, Fair every enough. day. Fair dues. Fair dues, Mr. Hawks. You've put your point across <coughs> very, very well. Um, yep. Charlotte Flair is Hawksy's number two. Okay, so my number two is Trish Stratus. Okay. Um, <laughs> Yeah, number two, yeah. Uh, like you say, seven times WWE champion, uh, women's champion, Hall of Famer, WWE hardcore champion once as well. Uh, yes, like you say, I forgot that actually. Yep, sorry. Yeah, voted, yeah, yeah. voted the best diva of all time, and it is hard to argue with that if you think about it. Yeah, she started as the valley, as you said, of Testin Albert, T- TNA, you know, um, the memorable storyline with Vince McMahon, and as you say, she worked her ass off to become one of the most solid stars in an era when women were just thought of as a piece of eye candy. You know, she worked her ass off. She originally retired on top. She def- uh, she retired on top. She defeated... It was Lita. She defeated at Unforgiven. You're absolutely right. She used the sharpshooter in Canada. You know, Canada's own move. Over. Um, Over there shit. You go. There you go. It's like she retired as the absolute best. She's came back recently and... I'm going to say that cage match that she had with Becky Lynch was one of the best cage matches I've seen. I think they pulled it out the bag. I thought they were brilliant. Um, just phenomenal. And as you say, beautiful woman. Absolutely gorgeous. She's like a fine wine. She gets better with age. She's fucking, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. And, and, you know, stratisfaction guaranteed, you know, and... That it's such a good gimmick as well. This satisfaction thing is phenomenal. It's, it's so good. You yeah. know, it, it is. I mean, it's just fucking different class. Um, so yeah, Trish is my number two. Okay. Brilliant. Okay, so we now, what we do now, guys, for those that haven't heard Mark out of 10 before, we each have had a list of 10, but we always think there should be someone that's potentially going to get shifted in because of an impact they've had, and we call it our honourable mention. Um, Hoxie, you've already said what your honourable mention yep. is, yeah, um, Sherry Martel, which, again, a, a shout. I think my honourable me- mention is probably going to annoy you a little bit. Um, I think okay. just from what you said in the past... Uh, maybe not. I don't know. I, I, I may have picked it's up. It's not Randy Orton, is it? <laughs> I hear voices. <laughs> uh, no, it's not. My honourable mention is the ninth wonder of the world, China. Oh, fucking hell. Uh, right, okay, let me finish. Okay, a lot of people, okay, yourself included, think she's overrated. And to some extent, I will agree with you. Our in-ring work was not great. Jericho said that she was difficult to work with, but you can't take away the impact that she had as a woman in wrestling. Right? You can't. Um, I think... 
again, it's one of those ones, if you ask 100 people, name a women's wrestler, China's going to be the first. If you ask my sister, like, she'll think of China. <laughs> you know, if you think of, yeah. you know, that that's the sort of mental model. And I agree with you. I, I think her work is extremely overrated, okay? She was the only woman to compete in two men's Royal Rumble, yeah? That that in itself is a, is a massive stat. She's won the WWF Intercontinental Championship twice. She was a one-time WWF Women's Champion, and she was inducted into the Hall of Fame as, mem- as a member of DX, one of the best stables. We discussed it in the tag teams as well, one of the best stables of all time. Um, she didn't lose her WWF title. She, she vacated it. When she left in 2001, she beat Lita and then she vacated the title. Um, now, obviously, she had her issues, like well-documented issues, and she sadly passed away. But, yeah, I mean, as I say, I think I couldn't put her on my top ten, but I felt that it was quite important just because of the impact she had in wrestling that she was put on the list. So that's why she's my honourable mention. Like I say, I, I, I'm assuming that you're not going to be happy with that, but hopefully you appreciate the justification. It's all about the justification. T-shirt soon to be available, probably at some point, <laughs> very soon. Get involved. We'll put the merch out there at some point. Um, but like, it's a it's a tough one. Like yeah. she was, she was dog shit in the yeah. ring. She was dog shit on the mic. Um, she was hard once again, hard to work with. Yep. Um, she thought she she wanted Stone Cold money. Yeah. She wanted a downside guarantee of a million dollars a year, and, and she she was she she got talked up by guys. She had agents and all this that and the other and her over to to herself and and sort of building her up. And she was never every single person who worked with her her over. It was there was nothing. It was, it was good. That's all it was. And and I know that's like <laughs> I got somebody messaged me the other week when they were talking about the overrated. People and they're like, you fucking hate the big guys, don't you? And I'm like, <laughs> I, 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 it's not that I hate the big, like the big monsters or anything. It's not that. It's just I just don't. They don't. They only get get away with it because of their size. And she was she she was just that. Really. There wasn't much. A lot. All the sizzle. No steak. Ninety-nine point nine percent sizzle. Zero point one percent steak for China. Um, I didn't like her then. She had massive go away, go away heat with me. The only thing that I that I enjoyed through her whole thing was the Mamacita, the Guerrero yeah, thing, just because I think it was a cool little little sort of like storyline. But just oh, just ick, ick, yeah, not for me. <laughs> for fair I can enough. see, I, mate, I I can understand like what you're saying. Like I get it, I totally get it. But just yeah, like like she she had such a bad bad end to her life and stuff and it's really sad that's really really sad like i don't wish that upon anybody or whatever and it's just a horrible thing horrible situation but just nah yeah nah i think this will this will be i think the interesting one for the listeners i think i reckon it'll be a 50 50 split i think people will agree with what you're saying but i think people will agree with what i'm saying as well in terms of the impact she had in overall not wrestling as a whole, but if we're talking about women of wrestling, I think, you know, she was a larger-than-life athlete. She was, like you say, mm-hmm. I, I think that's really, really important. I mean, if you think about your Wendy Richter in terms of the impact that she had, you know, bigger, big, bold character in the 80s, 
I think the argument could be made that China had the same sort of impact in terms of the, the sort of character that she brought forward in that sort mm-hmm. of time frame in wrestling. And I think that's why she, that that's the reason why she's in my honourable mention. Okay, like, I get it, mate. Yeah, yeah. I do yeah. get it. Yeah, I do get it. I just, yeah, just for me, it's just a bit... Mm. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, before we <laughs> reveal our number ones uh, on the list, we will run down our top. Ten, well, 10 to our honourable mentions so I'll, I'll go first Hoxie right uh, my yes, number yeah. 10 was the Glamazon Beth Phoenix, number 9 was Mae Young, number 8 was Lita, number 7 was Mickey James, number 6 was Luna Vachon number 5 was Gail Kim, number 4 was Sensational Sherry or Sherry Martell, number 3 was the Fabulous Moolah, number 2 was Trish Stratus my honourable mention was the ninth wonder of the world, China. Hoxie. Number 10, Wendy Richter. Number 9, Gail Kim. Looking back at that, I probably should have maybe put her a little bit higher. But anyway, however, number 8, Fabius Muller. Number 7, Lita. 6, Bull Nakano. 5, Alundra Blaze, Medusa. Number 4, Manami Toyota. Number 3, Tristratus. And number 2, Charlotte Flair. And my honourable mention of Sherry Motta. Interesting. So I believe it's is it who is it now? Is it you, me? I think it's you. Now I'm intrigued here. I, 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 yeah. I don't know. I, I, I expected someone else as your number one. Um, that's already been on your list. But your number one, Hoxie of who, one, did, who, did, you th- who did you think was going to be my number one? Just quickly I, before I go, who I thought I thought it was going to be Charlotte. Okay, um, it was a toss up. It, it was a real. This was the hardest thing. This was the hardest thing to do for me was to, was to split these two out of the whole list. Mm-hmm. Oh, crash my mic! Sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> out of the whole list was the hardest thing, and all I've gone for here is just like personal preference, okay. um, and it's very close even on that as well. I just um, she just makes me feel more feeling. Okay. Probably the easiest way to explain it. So my <laughs> number one is Becky Lynch. Wow. <laughs> okay. So she's the man. Literally, she is the man. Um, I think when we look at the women's revolution, for those people who probably shouldn't have made it um out of that out of that bunch of people, she fought harder than probably anybody else to make it. She willed it into existence. She made everybody else want to will it into existence as well. Um, she's one of the best to ever do it. Obviously, multi-time uh, champion, um, winning championships at WrestleMania. Um, like won the 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 Raw Women's Championship and the SmackDown Championship. In, in in obviously she's the first woman women to hold both of those uh, titles at the same time, um, and she won it. At WrestleMania 35 in that event, um, Royal Rumble champion, like NXT, all that sort of stuff. Whatever, like you look at all the titles and that sort of stuff. But she got herself from this like weird character of like this steampunk gimmick that she got given that she was trying really hard just to sort of work around. She managed to turn that into the man. Um. And she's she was massively over rubbing shoulders with people like John Cena in like in in, in um, uh, a pose and obviously the man thing the whole discussion with 
obviously flair and like stone cold comparisons and just all this sort of stuff like she's amazing in the ring she's phenomenal on the mic like the irish thing comes across as amazing um she's stunning like she's just like absolutely unreal um she's had some of the best feuds some of the best like women's matches she's she out of all of those that group that group that crop of of women's wrestlers who came out of that women's revolution situation she was the one that they probably would have thought would never have done it and she did she just she smashed it absolutely smashed it um she's got in that position as well where she changes that character like she revitalizes herself when she needs to she's gone through that sort of that 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 change that like osmosis sort of of when she had to and she 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 was at one point when she was that man gimmick in like 2018 19 or whatever it was she was the biggest thing she was the biggest draw she was the biggest thing in wrestling at one period of time um i just love her i just think she's amazing like some of the looks that 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 look that that, that sort of when she was she come back after the injury didn't she and she came back with like all the mad sunglasses on and these crazy outfits and these unbelievable like ring gears and just looking like an absolute badass like, i just think she's amazing she's absolutely amazing like her accolades her in ring her in ring work when all said and done when we look back at this wrestling situation in 10 20 30 years or whatever she's going to be discussion goat discussion again with with charlotte the only reason she got there above Charlotte is because how she makes me feel. I just think she's brilliant. I just love her to bits. She's quality. Everything that I like in a wrestler, whether it's a man or a woman, whatever, in a, in a pro wrestler, mm. um, she's got all of it, all of it in abundance. And I just think she's she's badass. She's phenomenal. Love her to bits. She's class. Absolutely phenomenal. I am a huge Becky Lynch fan. Uh, mm-hmm. Huge, massive. And... The reason why she's not on my list, she's not my number one. Um, oh my god, she didn't even make it on! Nah. Holy shit, I didn't even realise that. It's like I, we had one each left. So yeah, I I reckon I, I totally agree with you. See five, ten years time, mm. Mount Rushmore conversation. Absolutely incredible. Like you say, the man gimmick is that that's our Stone Cold moment. That's our Ric Flair moment in terms, you know, that that's it. That's her. She's there. The image of the broken nose and her bleeding yeah. will be similar to Some Stone Cold with the crimson not, mask. Not, not, not tapping out to the sharpshooter with the, the blood trickling down his face. That's the sort of level we're talking in terms of that Becky Lynch image. Um, but again, I think this list for me is just a few years too early. Um I, I know, I know, and you, you know I love Becky Lynch. Even yeah. like she is one of my favorites. But wow, okay, yeah, fair, fair news. I, well, I can't. I can't. Well, you've got to think as well. Like for me, she she was out of rest. Like she's only yeah. thirty six. So yeah, she's out, she's only thirty six. She's the same age as me. Okay, she she got a really really bad head injury back yeah, back yeah. in the in the in the day, and she she stopped wrestling for like. I think it was like five or six years. She she was out of wrestling for yeah a long time, and she still she still made it. Like she trained by 
uh, Devitt over in over in um, over in, in Ireland by Finn Finn Balor, yeah, Finn Balor, Devitt, whichever Fergal, whichever way you want to you want to put it. Like she's came, she, she shouldn't. I love an underdog story or whatever. Like it's not the point I'm trying to make. Like she should not have made it, and she has. Yep. It just shows how good she is. Like just shows what what kind six, of a big deal she is. And six like, years she was out of the business for. Six years. There you go. Like she's so good. I can't. I cannot put Becky Lynch over enough. I really can't. Um, I just like I said, it was it was a toss up. This is the closest one and two that I've had, like on these lists that we've done so far. Um, and I'll just reiterate again: like Becky's only there because of she just makes 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 me my soul happy. If that makes sense, like she's just really good. So that's literally all it comes down to. It's I what mean, it comes down. To. My reaction of wow isn't because I disagree with you. It's just I. I I wouldn't have imagined that you would have put her above Charlotte just because I know how much mm. of a Charlotte fan you are as well. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've yeah. got absolutely zero disagreement with you. And yeah, yeah I'm, I'm sort of annoyed at myself Big a little time bit. Big time Bex, mate. I'm really pissed Bex. off at myself that she's not on my list now. <laughs> it's actually annoying me. Um, Big time Bex. So my yeah. number one then, Hoxie, is yep. regardless of what I've said in the past, it's Charlotte Flair. Um, oh, okay. There okay. is no bigger star in the women's division than Charlotte Flair. Now, yep. uh, as I said, uh, the the overrated remark I made in the first day, I think I actually edited it out. It was, it was a sort of tongue-in-cheek moment to you. Like, I'm not a massive fan of her work in the past 12 to 18 months. Uh, granted, she's not mm-hmm. been there for a lot of it, but you know what I mean? In terms of her work in the last 12 to 18 months, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, not. Yeah. It's, I'm not a massive fan of it. I think it's, it's very... Very samey is, is probably the wrong turn of phrase, but yeah, I, I, just just meh. But her talent is undeniable, man. She she she's she's a flair, <laughs> you know. It's like we put yeah, flair over the, blood, the right? week. You know, we put flair over the other week. There, it's flair is potentially one. Like you said last week, was it last week or the week before? Either one or one A in terms of the greatest of all time, the greatest guy mm-hmm. to ever do it. And Charlotte Flair is on track to surpass her dad as the greatest of all time. And that in itself is an unbelievable achievement, right? Yep. Again, like you say, Raw Women's Champion six times, the inaugural Raw Women's Champion, SmackDown Women's Champion seven times, NXT Women's Champion twice, Divas, like you say, the last one, Tag Team Champion, fifth Women's Triple Crown, fourth Women's Grand Slam, Women's Royal Rumble Champion. It's mental. And this is all within a 10 or 11 year period. Right? That That's like... It's like a decade of absolute dominance. Um, mm-hmm. The generation of her, Becky, like you said, Bailey, Sasha Banks, resulted in this boom of women's wrestling. Okay, this the women's revolution women's that we revolution. talk about now. You know, yep. and I don't think without Charlotte Flair, you would have a Rhea Ripley in WWE, or you wouldn't have a Britt Baker in AEW who. As a caveat, she's not on the list. She's not on your list. Probably wasn't considered. But Britt Baker is potentially one of the best women wrestlers just now. Like, what she's doing in AEW is incredible. You know? Um, So, yeah. I think, even though I'm not a huge fan of her at the moment, she's got to be number one. I don't think anybody can touch her. And I think the longer she goes on, I think the, the Mount Rushmore talk 
it doesn't. It's not about four heads of Mount Rushmore. It's three because Charlotte's a lock as number one. That that's what it's got to be in my opinion. So yeah, Charlotte Flair is my number one. She's got. She's got to be on there. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. I, like I, like I said, and I'll I'll reiterate. She. This was the closest. Mm. The closest I've. Caught. I don't know which way to put this one. Yeah, you know I mean, I don't know. One or two. I don't know what to do. Um, it's probably about a, probably about a week. Basically, that I've been thinking about this, and I yeah. and I, I I literally a little peek behind the curtain, even for you, I finished my list off probably about two hours ago, hour and a half. <laughs> well, before we started, if you know what I mean, before we started recording, yeah, I was on, on my phone, like coming back and forth and looking at different things, and obviously made notes today and the last couple just bits and bobs, and I was just like. Okay, I'm just gonna go with it. I'm just gonna lock it in, and yeah, like I probably might look at this list in a week's time and think, oh, do you know what? No, yeah. but yeah, it just Becky makes me feel it, it's so close. It's so because <laughs> you joked about the one and one a thing. Um, it's probably one and one a. It's probably not yeah. one and two. You know what yeah. I mean? So, but yeah, like I, I get it, mate. Yeah, just Becky, just big time Bex and the man thing and the and the whole. Yeah, just shouldn't have done what she did for me. It's just tipped her over the edge. But yeah, I, I cannot, I can't argue at all. It's so yeah. close, and she, just any time they get in the ring with anybody, it's obviously amazing. Um, any time they get in the ring together, it's amazing as well. Like, like they had that thing, didn't they, on Raw when they she dropped the belt on she the floor the bell, and like yeah. pushed it real, into like real, that was the, like some proper like okay like yeah. that, that's they they will always be together through their career i think and when you look back if there was ever like i don't know like a um a rivals wwe rivals thing for either of these two it's going to be them against each other probably so but all all the greats do you know it's like yeah. you've you've got you know becky and charlotte then you, you go through time kane and undertaker Rockin', you know rock and stone, stone cold, cold you know sean and brett Sean and Brett, exactly, like Hulk, Ultimate Warrior, Hulk, uh, <clears throat> Macho Man, you know, it's Hulk Andre, uh, it's, you know, I, and yeah, I think, yeah, I, I think uh, Charlotte for me is the best, Becky is in with a shout as well, like say, tomorrow she could be on my list, it's one of those ones, mm -hmm. I'm really annoyed she's yeah. not on my list, I'm actually pissed, I'm pissed at myself. I didn't realise until we got here, I was like, holy shit. He's not on there until but, I until I dropped it and you said I was like fuck yeah he's not she's not on there that's crazy I, I mean I, yeah. I, I've left out big names I've left out Alundra Blaze she wasn't on the yep. list you know and yep. uh, yeah it's this has actually been really difficult for we were talking off offline and t saying you know is this going to be a good episode but it's been a good episode simply this because is a, there's this is a sleep episode. Shields. That's what they call it in the podcast world. They call it a sleeper episode where you think, oh, I ain't going to listen to that. It's going to be shit or whatever. This is definitely a sleeper episode, 100%. I, I'll i be honest, I didn't think I would have as much I've had doing this as I've done the recent ones, but I genuinely think this is probably one of my favourite ones that I've done so far yeah, out of all that we've done. Yeah. I mean, we, um, it's we, took we me by surprise. So I'm not names. shitting on it. Yeah. Oh, mate, there's loads of stuff that have come off. Like, we, we, we've mentioned Sasha, like, um, Tony Storm for me Tony Storm, is like yep. phenomenal. Um, she was one that I had to sort of drop off, and like the, the Rhea, Rhea Ripley was 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 there. Um, Aja Kong, um, Victoria, just oh my god! Like she, I love Victoria anyway, just regardless. But 
like Aja Kong was mm-hmm. was, was there, like loads. Um, Mildred Burke, for fuck's sake, yeah. like pretty much the the start of it she's probably the fabulous kangaroos moment of this episode it could have been but like i had to get sherry martell on there but like just yeah like yeah just so many good people who I, who I was thinking about it's been good fun this has mate good good Definitely. episode really good fun yeah and you know to celebrate our getting into episode four 60 of the podcasts that have made it we didn't have a chic moment this week there is no chic moment. So, you know, that's testament to the quality of women in wrestling. Yep. Uh, so there we have it, folks. That is our top 10 of women in wrestling. Let us know what you think of these lists. Do you agree? Do you disagree? Let us know your list as well. There have been people that have been doing that on our YouTube. As ever, you can email us at wrestlemark10 at gmail.com. Tweet us at mark underscore out of 10. Or like I say, you can leave us a comment on our YouTube channel. Remember to like the podcast, rate us five stars. And remember to share this podcast with one of your friends. Just spread the love, as I said earlier on. Just uh, one person. If you're listening on Spotify, there's the little thing. All you've got to do is press the little dots and it'll share and it'll say WhatsApp or Facebook or whatever. It, it, it's three clicks to, tell, to share this with somebody. If you're on YouTube, exactly the same thing. If you listen on your phone or whatever... There's the share button. It's right there. You can see it right now. You can see it. Tell you what we'll do. Push it. We'll do this together. Should we do this together, John? Yep. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to open up Spotify on my mobile phone device now. So lots of people are probably going to be listening to this on their mobile phone. And I'm going to click on the market telecast. And I'm going to click on the little three dots. And I'm going to click share. And I'm just going to send it to a random person on my WhatsApp list. I'm going to send it to my mate. Radders over in Japan. So we're going to send it. He's listening in Osaka, Japan. So there you go. He's got it now. So we listen to it. He's a big wrestling fan. There we go. Done. How long did that take? I was talking through it as well. Yeah, Five, exactly. ten seconds. See? See? It's that easy, guys. It's that easy, folks. One easy person. And then that one person tells their mate. And then their mates tell their mate. Before <laughs> you know it, everyone knows about Mark out of 10. Or Moo 10, as it is. Moo 10. <laughs> called between the guys. Hashtag Moo 10. Hashtag Moo 10. Um, and as ever, guys, we're going to reveal next week's episode, which is going to be the top 10 pay-per-views in wrestling. So not just WWE, not just AEW, but best top 10 pay-per-views. That's going to be a good one. It could be an interesting conversation here, Oxy. I am massively, massively excited about that. Hugely excited. Because I love, I love a not a deep dive. We're not going to call it a deep dive because we will. We're not going to do it for four hours or whatever. But I've got a feeling that we could get right, right in the nitty gritty with stuff and some stories and some good happenings and some good angles. I'm very excited. We'll do pay per views next week. I can't wait. It's going to be good. So from me, thank you. (laughs) From me, thank you very much for listening. I'm Shields. Have a very nice evening. Uh, And wherever you live in the world. What time it is, have a great morning, afternoon, evening, have an amazing week, and we will definitely catch you on the next one. Cheers, guys. <laughs> <laughs>